I'm scheming for a new Xbox Just like the ones my friends all own I was playing with Reg and Seth And I called the Red Ring of Death And now, now there's no one I can own I'm scheming for a PS3 slim Although the multiplayer sucks And there's massive updates And how long in store waits At least PS10 costs zero bucks Good evening and welcome to the Over 35's Christmas show. There you Christmas. go. Christmas. War is over. Or Hanukkah or Winter Solstice or whatever celebration we have. There you go. I'm sure people would have gathered it from the uh, superb intro there. Yeah. Surely. We're going to go on Britain's Got Talent and then on America's Got Talent. I think we'd be really good. I, I think we'd have a chance with our uh, singing prowess. I'll say this right now. I kick Susan Boyle's butt any time, man. Really? You're into the kinky stuff, are you? Uh-huh. Jeez. If Zach Della Roach needs someone to back him up on next year's Christmas number one, I'm his man. If you I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's introduce who's here tonight on our, our special Christmas show. Um, we've obviously got the Duke. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Yeah, I have no idea what that was. <laughs> Adam, you know that? Word, G. It was a, some, <laughs> something about Beyonce having the best video of all time. But Yes. I don't know who's um, saying it. Is, is, I don't know, is it from a film? No, no. It's... No, is it, it's not when that guy jumps on stage. Yes. All right. Kanye not... West. Taylor Swift was receiving a video music award for like best music video or whatever, and Kanye West, little 
turd head comes jumping up. He's like, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Yeah, yeah. so I'll do remember it now. I do remember it now. <laughs> For the last week, I've been obsessed with that. And like, I put it up on my board at school. And they're like, Anytime anybody mentions anything about music, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and as you can hear, Chinny isn't here. He isn't Ooh. here. Chinny boo. He was meant to be here, but we've absolutely no idea where he is. We are recording on an unusual day, so maybe he forgot. No, but I reminded him twice. Maybe he's, he's using drugs. He just I'm yeah. hoping he's been hit by a car or at least something worthwhile for not being here. Yeah, you know what really? I mean? Or he's laid up in the hospital or something because some lame excuse. I forgot, man. Yeah, that's really not good. Really not great. So he's he's in big trouble. Fortunately, say. we have an awesome person here to replace <laughs> him. We do, which is uh, Adam, otherwise known as Ad Roxky. Greetings, guys. Thanks for uh, calling me in at the 11th hour again. Where were you when we called you? I was in the pub. I <laughs> <laughs> around the corner. There you go. That's and, dedication, uh, man. Like, you know, you were having a good time, relaxing after a hard day's work. It's dedication. It's what you need. If you're going to be a record breaker. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I came through the heavy rain because it is absolutely <laughs> pouring at East London at the moment. I like that nice and gaming little reference. It, yeah, exactly. Is there a what? scorpion killer after you? Yeah. Actually, as I was walking along and we were getting wet, Joe and I, I said, I'm going to tell Stu about the heavy rain. <laughs> heavy <laughs> rain. <laughs> yeah, obviously, we're at Euro game. <laughs> I have got yeah. some heavy rain stuff tonight, funnily enough. Oh, snap. So a couple Fantastic. Of a couple of things. Yeah. As it goes, a couple of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to start off tonight by saying I, I have a new name. I have a, a new, new name. name. Yeah, yeah. It's called I Hate Chinny 21. Yeah, that's <laughs> my new, 2010. New that's my new, new name. But I've got a new name. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm otherwise known as AKA John Bishop now. Yeah. Where's yeah. that from? Well, you see, I wanted to have a play of the Dante's Inferno demo. You see. Oh, so so that's, your, that's your American name. That's my American name, John Bishop. <laughs> no idea where it came from. I just picked it out of the air. But it gets better. It gets better. So okay. I was speaking to Dave Dog, so I've got to give him a little shout out because he saw, I said, how do you, you know, because I noticed he was playing it. So I'm like, how are you playing that? And he said, oh, I set up an American account. So I said, well, how do you go about it? So he talked me through it. So I did that. Okay. So I picked John Bishop. I'm two years younger, which for, you know, no. no. <laughs> Years off. <laughs> Any opportunity to pretend to be someone younger. Absolutely. But my address is the best thing about it. So I had to say, so I obviously. Be arrested for it. No. <laughs> Luckily, no. You know, I nearly did use the White House. And then I thought, if I use the address for the White House, I might get the FBI on my ass. So I didn't. Exactly. You get a call late at night. Yeah, I was thinking that. So I'd, I'd sort of. Mr. Heard Obama. Yeah, I should have, it would have been funny if they used the name and everything, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. But no, what what I did, I thought, well, where do I know that's quite a popular? So I actually live in the uh, penthouse at the Waldorf Astoria in New York. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know you could afford that. Yeah, how about I bet that? they got double glazed windows. I bet they do. <laughs> Not like that crappy hotel in Wolverhampton, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything in Wolverhampton's crappy. <laughs> yeah, especially Chinny at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, I live at the Waldorf Astoria penthouse, and I, I actually put that on the address, and it accepted it nicely without any nice. issues. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a pretty simple process. But I have to say, there's a lot of differences between what we get in the UK and what you guys get in America. Good or bad? Uh, good. Yeah, you get, you get different stuff to us. You see different things that I see, than I see on the, on the UK version of it. 
Okay. You so, see dead people. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it depends what game you're playing. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, on your little, you know, your little info bar at the top uh, right-hand corner of your screen, yeah, you get a little scrolling message there, don't you? What's the scrolling message? You just downloaded this demo. Play it now. Yeah, but we don't get that. We don't. Oh, it's such an important thing um, to have. And you've you got mine. Oh, no, listen, listen. You've got about ten more home spaces than we've got. <laughs> PlayStation. So... I know, but you've got them, and we sort of haven't. And then the the other thing, though, the most the most different thing is is the way your store's set up compared okay. to ours, okay. because your store is a lot more user friendly than ours. Yeah, but it's still not all that great. Oh, it's better than the UK. I mean, you've got like a demo demo section. We've no demo section. Yeah. We have to actually go to games, then browse them, make sure we know what genre it is. Oh, that's so stupid. That's, um, that is worse than ours. I thought ours was bad. No, it's, it's much worse. And you've got demos we haven't got. Loads of them. There's loads of demos uh-huh. you haven't got. For one, for one thing, you've got the Siren Blood Curse demo, which we haven't got in the UK. Okay. So I downloaded that and had it. Oh, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got a couple of folklore demos. We've got one of them, but you've got another one that we haven't got. So I downloaded. Are you gonna like come move to the U.S. in order to get game demos now? I don't need to, do I? Because I'm, you know, well, see, living PS3, but you don't know about all the cool stuff we have on our Xbox that you don't have. <laughs> Did you not listen? I'm living at the Waldorf Astoria. That's where <laughs> exactly. I'm broadcasting from tonight. That's where I am in the nice. penthouse. Told you that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've downloaded a bit of stuff. I did get the Dante's Inferno demo, so I've downloaded that. Although it's come out on the British uh, PSN today. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> after all the hassle, it's finally come out over here for some reason or another. They waited a, a week longer to bring it to the UK for whatever reason, best known to themselves. Um, but yeah, I'd just like to talk about it a little bit because what I also did... Um, Somebody else gave me a code because I told somebody I got an American account. They gave me a code for um, the God of War three demo, oh, yeah. so I managed to get that and download that as well, and, okay. and it worked. So it was okay. So I played them back to back. So I played the Dante Inferno demo first, and then followed it up by playing the God of War three demo. So I played yeah. them both back to back, and in all honesty, playing Dante Dante's Inferno is like playing God of War three reskinned. It, yeah. it really is that similar. It really is. I seem to recall saying that last week. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. when you play them back to back, you really do notice how similar it really is. Um, everything about it, the controls, the movement, the enemies, the quick time events at the end. The... So this is something they brought up on another podcast. Why is it a PS3 exclusive then? It isn't. The demo is, but the game isn't. Oh, uh, okay. No, the, well, demo, the demo is exclusive to the PS3 for now, but the actual game is multi-platform. Okay, okay. And, and in all honesty, that's not a bad thing, you know. It works well, it's fluid, it's solid. Yeah. And I've got to say, it's got some of the best-looking cutscenes I have ever seen in a game. I mean... In terms of the graphics, I oh, guess. No, for I sure. Mean, you know, in I mean, terms of the story, I mean, you have to, hopefully you will agree the story is asinine and pathetic. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, but, you know, the, there's a bit, and I don't know whether you notice, and it's only one little bit, but it really stood out. There's a bit where the horse walks through a puddle, yeah, and you'd almost be mistaken for thinking it was, like, real film footage as opposed to graphics. Yeah, It was that realistic, but I know it, I realise that's all pre-rendered and not in-game engines, or at yeah, least I don't. Still, no, I know what you're saying, though. But, it, but still, it looked, you know, they've really, uh, what you can see is they've put a lot of time, effort, and money into this game, you know, and um, I think, yeah, I think... You know, if you've only got a 360, 
uh, when this comes out, and you obviously you won't be able to get a God of War three. Then you know it's about the best alternative you're gonna get, and that's so a, you like it better than Bayonetta. I actually did. Huh? I actually did. All that though, that is getting some amazing scores. I have to say, it is. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things you're making there, as you're saying about this, is God of War for the Xbox 360. Because we're not getting God of War on the 360. So, you know, who's the genius who thought God of War is awesome? Right. Let's do a clone <laughs> and put it out on both the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah. I mean, you know, duh. Yeah, let's do that. Of course, <laughs> it's like when Saints Row first came out. You know, yeah. GTA. Let's be the first out of the trap to do a clone right. because you know. N- no comment against the quality of the game, but at least if it's half decent, it's a genre that we're all you know familiar with, or you know as long as they present it correctly, yeah. people are going to go in droves. Yeah, the yeah. game doesn't even have to be any good. True, it's it's a great thing. I mean, you know, no, it's not a great thing game-wise if the game sucks. But from what I hear, it sounds you know like it's going to be an awesome fun ride. Yeah, get in there. You know, sure. you know kudos to the guys. No doubt. Or Kratos to the guys. Ah, just out of interest, um, I was speaking to Kwamri in the other night, and apparently, uh, I think it was either one or two of the developers of God of War 2 actually moved over to the developers of Dante's Inferno, and they're, they're, uh-huh. they're the lead developers on it, and that's why it is so much like God of War. Well, there you go. There you go. And they so- brought all the trade secrets over. Okay, now he's going to jump and attack. Yeah. <laughs> So it does. It does make some sort of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does look so God of War, but you know, come on, it's a genre now. I think God of yeah, War exactly. itself, and this is just a take on that. And sure. hell, if it's a great game, who cares? Exactly, it plays well, and there you go. It's I'm... like you know, we can have many different sports titles. You know, several different hockey games, American football games, right. soccer games. If they're awesome games, who cares if it's yeah, the exactly. same sort of genre? Right. Yeah, I've got to say, I think it's it's going to be really, really good. You know, I, I just think, you know, and the fact that, it, you know, people are comparing it to God of War. And, it, and you know, I feel playing them both side by side that it works almost as well, or if not on a par with God of War, really. So, I don't think you can really go wrong, can you? I agree with you, Stu. I can't think how you can go wrong. You know, yes. and, and, yeah. and if you don't want the frantic action of Bayonetta, you know, here's an alternative for you. <laughs> His slightly less frantic action of De- Dante's Inferno. Yeah. And plus, there's a literary connection. You'll feel like a scholar. And and there's also boobs. Don't forget the boobs. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah, also... I get that if you're playing this game. And also, there is something else I need to uh, mention about the uh, the Dante's Inferno demo. Okay. And that is that, uh, according to the ESRB, you know, the ratings board. Yeah. Online interactions are not rated by them? No, they're not. But there is a little... There is a little <laughs> uh, it uh, may change. There, That's right. there is a paragraph at the end, and I need to read this out because it did uh, slightly uh, feel uncomfortable reading this. Okay. Uh, but basically, they, they said, the game also contains some sexual content and depictions of nudity, which you see yeah. in the demo, so we're, we're aware of this. Uh, during one sequence, a distraught demon-like creature seizes Dante's right hand and slowly glides it across her bare chest. Yeah, fair enough. During another, shade minions in high heels moan lustfully in the <laughs> lust level as tentacles protrude from their never regions. Okay. As for the nudity, a tapestry-style hand-drawn image of topless women embracing a man uh, the same art style depicting a slave woman breasts exposed lying on the floor with the guilt ridden. A naked woman <laughs> on a stone slab levitating in the air. Only her breasts are fully defined. Okay. <gasps> but this is it's getting to the worst bit. I'm getting to the worst bit. The aforementioned topless Cleopatra 
and a bluish devil demon in boss battle mode, its penis visible during the flying and fire spewing. <gasps> but they gets better. They're standing around. And then it says, there are equivalent physics applied to all female male body parts. So, we're going to get a swinging penis, right, <laughs> from a flying demon. I mean, mm. how, how, what do I pre-order? How, is it, is it, it... Is it voiced by Vigo Mortensen? I have no idea, but I mean, do you really want a swinging penis in your game? I mean, I don't know. I, I could do without it. Aren't, uh, if it's some sort of age, aren't they supposed to be neutered anyway? Like asexual? Well, maybe demons have cocks. I don't know. But there's obviously something. Yeah, I like oh, shot a dollar demon. for every time I heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, like, you know, aren't demons supposed to be fallen angels? And uh, angels are supposed to be have no sort of sexual um, organs whatsoever. So what's going on there? I mean, this just game, it's just falling apart, isn't it? It's just <laughs> gratuitous. It's totally Where do gratuitous. I sign the petition to ban this thing? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, he was always thinking it was based on, you know, historical fact and everything. Yes. You know, it didn't exactly. look stupid at all. Yeah, King Arthur's turning in his grave next to the dragon. Yeah, exactly. And what do you know? He's got big swingy penises in it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure. Oh well, Mark Wahlberg's got to get work somewhere. <sighs> anyway, um, Duke, have you been uh, playing anything exciting this week? I have been playing something exciting this week, and I actually have a sound file that I cooked up in um, order to show uh, what it is. Waka waka. Yeah. So, if everybody's ready, this is actually a reference to obviously the game I've been playing, but also a cartoon that a lot of people are probably familiar with. So, here we go. You ready? We're ready. Okay, I'll get to the edge of my seat. Yeah, here we go. play a lot of these songs on a real computer. You want me to teach you boys how? Uh, that's gay, Mr. Marsh. Yeah, that's stupid, Dad. But, but this is real. Real computers are for old people. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, guessing you... Have they done DJ Hero as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's so no, no, yeah, I, I doctored it. That's them talking about Guitar Hero, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I hooked it up to the... DJ here, I got it. I saw it. They had it used at my local shop, and I was like, how much was it? How much? It was ninety dollars. Oh, that's not bad. What's that about? Fifty quid, fifty, sixty yeah. quid. Yeah, that's all right. Sixty. That's all right. But anyway, I'm, yeah. Oh man, I was so excited that South Park had done another parody on. No, the no, video. not yet. I mean, they maybe they're working on it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that was class. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I got it, and I'm playing it, and it's pretty freaking good. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was nervous when I started, cause, but I was nervous when I got Rock Band, too. I was like, I don't know, I feel silly buying this stuff, but whatever. Like, you know, now I got it, and it's like, wicked, 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 you know, and, and making the mixes and stuff, and it's fun. And, and I'll tell you, I'm really glad they got Grandmaster Flash on there, because it's like, dude, he's the he's the man, you know? Like, yeah. talk about the origins of hip-hop and where it all started. You know, yeah. he deserves a, a prominent place there in the Pantheon, and, and he is, so that's great. Quite difficult, though, isn't it? It's a little right, tricky. I mean, it's it's something new to get used to. It kind of feels like the first time I ever sat down at the drums for a rock band, and uh, you know, I was not quite sure what to do. And you know, I never, I've never really gotten a hang of doing the foot pedal with the drumming. You know, I've never been very good on the drums, so it's uh, it's a learning curve. You know, I'm starting off on medium and slowly working my way up. Yeah, I think medium's a good place to start because easy, just too easy because it doesn't do any of the crossfade. Right, right. Yeah. It? Yeah. 
And that's what you really want to be doing, isn't it? You know, that's part of it. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but I'm, you know, in general, I'm loving it. It's, it's, uh, you know, the graphics are great. Whatever, who cares about the graphics? The gameplay is good, and the music is excellent. You know, you were talking about it before, and we listened to the Dizzy Rascal Justice mashup. Uh, it's really, they have a lot of really nice stuff. You know, Eric being Rakim, talking about back in the day, and uh, good sound samples. MIA is in there, and Public Enemy even. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with it. There's a lot of songs that I'm not as into, but. Whatever. I, obviously, I'll be able to make my own playlists. And one thing that's really nice that I wish they had this in Rock Band. Maybe they'll do it in a future uh, version. They have. You can do like make your own playlist and then save that. You know, you have like two. What is it? Two custom yep, you playlists. Do. And you can like it'll be it'll always be there. So it's nice because when I log in, I can be like, okay, I'm gonna have this playlist ready to go, and I can start out with that, and then I can go into some other tracks that I'm not familiar with or whatever. They do that on Guitar Hero 5 as well. Oh, really? Now. That's nice. Yeah, like for your, you know, like they've got this pick up and play mode yeah. there yeah. when you can have it playing in the background. You can set a playlist cool. and let it go and pick up and play into that playlist yeah. at any time, which I just think is something that Rock Band, you know, it, it, it seems to stretch from a, uh, from an update. It's right. something they're going to have to definitely do in Rock Band 3. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I think the one thing I like the most about it, especially if you're having a party and have friends around and stuff, is the way you could set your playlist going and then put it on auto play yeah but if anyone wants to have a go they can just go and press the the button and just start playing it if they want to have yeah. a go and then press it again to put it back into auto mode it's true yeah, yeah I'm... this is totally guitar hero 5 that where it's come from yeah right. i mean this is one of the great things that i think that they're really doing now and it's something that you know i, I love rock band but you just you know you think ah shit they're gonna have to do rock band 3 yeah and we're going to have to pay 40 pounds <laughs> for rock band 3 because right. it's not going to fit in an update because guitar hero They've come up with a good idea here, yeah, yeah. and obviously it's incorporated in DJ Hero as well. Sure, and oh, I think no. the no, the no fail mode's the the other big thing as well because there is no you cannot fail whatever. Yeah, you and know. I also feel like yeah the the you know when you mess up it kind of sounds cool you know so if you don't crossfade it right it's doing a little yeah <laughs> and it but it's all right <laughs> I don't mind hearing that you know and it means obviously your multiplier is going down and stuff and I'd like it to be a little more forgiving on some of that crossfading because. You can't always do it right away, you know, especially when you're going back and forth to the middle so quickly. And um, it does stop in the middle, but it doesn't. It, it's the the lock isn't very deep. So when you have to go left, middle, right, middle, left, middle, left, middle, you know, it's 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 hard to stop it right in the middle, you know, on the way between those. So um, whatever, I don't want to gripe too much. There are a couple of things I would like to see. Like I think it could be even better if they had added some other things. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you, but but you do get used to it once you. It's a bit like the feel. Once you get the feel of where that middle is, you sort of get used to it. Yeah, you, it's true. It's true. You do and you don't have to have it exactly in the middle. It'll, you know, there's a point at which the slider, you know, it's it's a switch, right? So it it notices, okay, you're closer to the middle than you are to the left side now. So yeah. you don't have to take it all the way back to the middle if you don't want. The to. hardest thing I found was if you know when you obviously get your um, your like uh, star power. Or whatever yeah. it is. And right. you get the star power and it goes into auto mode for your crossfader, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah. you've got it when it finishes you've got to have the crossfader in the right position. In the right spot, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean whatever. I, I still keep doing the crossfader. I just don't want to trust myself to leave it and then have to have it in the right spot for later, so but here's the, I tell you that that wasn't the hardest thing for me. The hardest thing for me was not stabbing myself in the ear so I wouldn't have to hear Ice Ice Baby playing when I'm choosing a song on the menu. I hate that. There. I hate that song. I never want to hear Vanilla Ice coming out of my speakers. Oh. Fucking good. <laughs> Stop. 
<laughs> Dude, when I was in the fourth year of senior school, that song was the bomb. <laughs> you right. know, Ice Cube... Uh, uh, Ice oh, Cube. Also, forgive me, Ice Cube. Vanilla Ice <laughs> was a fraud, he's a punk, he's a phony, and he wasn't even that good of a rapper. If you want to talk about him being a dancer, fine, whatever, okay. But you know what? His lyrics were never all that great. Dude. And I don't get into this whole retro, like, yeah, it was a fun time in the early 90s. No, I hate him then, I hate him now. Dude, he was like Columbus. He was just the first white guy that got there. He didn't mean he discovered anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, he wasn't even that. I mean, what about the Beastie Boys, man? They were there <laughs> years before him. <laughs> yeah, but we know the Beastie Boys. They're just junking them fighting. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, come on. I know. You know Whatever. That... I, so anyway, I, I wish there was a little option like, don't play these songs during the menu selection. Because it's Ice Ice Baby Mix. We can't touch this. And I don't have that really? much against MC Jesus. Hammer. But I mean, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> I think I honestly think they just took that in for a grin, to be honest. Well, I'm sure they did. Yeah, you know, because I mean, Graham after Flash would never put on Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Come on, let's get real. And Nidra with DJ Shadow. But I'll tell you this: Have you unlocked Daft Punk? Stu? Oh, well, I was lucky because I got the um, I got like a, a, a limited edition album with mine with oh, like nice. a 12-inch single. But on the back, it had all the unlock codes for the really hard to get to play you know, uh, playlist. Yeah. So well, I, just, I wouldn't call it really hard to get, but it's really cool because you can play as Daft Punk. And yeah. They're in these robot suits and stuff, and they look really funky. So uh-huh. I like playing as them. Um, I would like a couple other things, just real quick. I would like to see a little more creative improvisation. You know, like um, being able to scratch whenever you want or whatever it is. Like it's just a little freestyle mode. You know, like they have the drums in Rock Band too. You can sort of play around. I'd really like to have that. You put on one of the songs and you just sort of play with it instead of having to necessarily do the crossfade that they say. Um, and I would like to see the original tracks playable, you know, non-mashed up versions, because it would be yeah. really cool to be able to do just, you know, the original version of a Daft Punk song or whatever it is. But I mean, whatever. Those are sort of minor gripes. And overall, as I say, it's a lot of fun. And I actually got to use it as a logical uh, riposte, I suppose you could say, to um, our English department got together recently at our school. and We had to do this, you know, workshop thing. And the school district wasn't going to give us lunch because they were facing budget cuts and all this stuff. And I said, that's ridiculous. This community is very wealthy. They could provide us lunch if they really wanted to. What a disgrace. Forget it. I'll buy lunch for the English department. And some of the teachers were like, I don't know. There's like seven of us here, man. That's going to cost a little bit of money. You know, it's kind of expensive. And I said to them, look. I just spent $100 on a make-believe turntable, all right? I'm not, you know, I've got a little bit of money sitting around here. And they were like, what? Make-believe? What are you talking about? That's like, so funny. Um, yeah, I, I've got to agree. I think it's a really good fun game. And I think at Christmas you can have a laugh. Um, you know, get your friends around, get some music playing in the background. Year, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, in fact, so Waster, just... on our recommendation, has also bought it. So I hope he's liking it. So, I hope so, too. Uh, hope. So... so just very quickly, like Duke, how would you like say this and you know Rock Band the Guitar Hero? You know, obviously it caters to a slightly different yeah. dynamic. Maybe it's, Rock Band might be slightly older, maybe slightly more poppy. Right. But you know, if you was going to be throwing a party one night, would you say I'll? I'll get the rock band out of the DJ hero. Well, you know, it depends on who's there, obviously. You know, if they're obviously, more into a certain kind of music, I'd yeah, say, yeah, right. if, like, if, if they're more into hip-hop, you know, rock band, what do you have? You got a couple of Beastie Boy tracks, not a whole lot, right? Um, but, yeah, and if, you're, if people like dance music, this is the one to do because it's so catered to, you know, all the, the venues are club scenes, right, and a block party or whatever. Um, on the other hand, it, it's two players max. Like, you can have a guitar on some of the tracks, and that's only four or five of them, and... 
then the rest of it is just one person. So, I mean, it's fun, and you can sort of pass it around, obviously, and you can, you know, each person has a little turn, but I find, I don't think you're going to get the same kind of, you know, everybody takes up an instrument, fun time, community type of thing that you do on Rock Band, which is one of the things I really love about Rock Band. I can bring people over, and it's very easy to sort of pick it up and play. There's enough stuff in DJ Hero that's so different, I think it's a little bit more of a learning curve, and it's not as easy for people the first time sitting down to give it a shot. I mean, the only other thing, I was sorry, I was just going to say, the only other thing to mention is that you can plug a microphone in and have improv emceeing going on as well if you fancy. That's true. I haven't done that, so I don't know, but I'll take (laughs) it. But how about, like, is it more of a, where um, rock bands, more of like a, uh, you've got four people and everyone's participating and everybody's watching someone participate. Is this more like going back to sort of like a, something akin with karaoke, where you've got one guy up there or one person up there doing the turntable movement so it's like okay you're doing the turntable movement and we're all dancing and enjoying the song so if we were right. doing it at a party yeah. it'd be about that one person entertaining us all yeah. rather than us watching somebody entertain yeah exactly and, and, and I mean the possible I suppose you know if you wanted to break it down you could say like okay I'll do the stuff with the turntable the scratching and the buttons and you do the crossfading or something like that mm. um, and that, yeah that might be fun for two people I don't know I haven't tried that but yeah, it is definitely much more of sort of a one-person focus type thing. But it's also fun to watch the other person doing it, you know. So uh, I think it does have possibilities on a party scene. Do you think we need two turntables and a microphone? <laughs> yeah, you can do um, you can do two turntables as well. They are they have released a, a separate turntable peripheral, so you can buy that on it. <sighs> have two at the same time, but yes, you that's, know, that's where it's that's at. where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> so you can do that. Um, the only the only worry for me is because it's not been very well received and hasn't sold a, a, a great deal of, of uh, copies. I'm just concerned that we're not going to get much DLC, which is what I'm really looking forward to. Is what they're going to release yeah. as extra tracks. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah, sure. You know, you know, because we've got Chemical Brothers, we've got the Prodigy. You know, there's, an absolute, there's a lot of possibilities. Ah, Absolute rap. And you know, they mix in, they did a really good job, I think, of mixing in some of the older stuff, Motown things and Jackson 5 and stuff. And yeah. Like, there's a lot of, you know, rich veins there for them to mine, but but I agree, it has to have it. There has to be a demand. And, you know, I, I don't know, Guitar Hero took a little while to warm up, didn't it? How long was. What? Yeah, it I didn't, didn't really even know about one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, two's got some good stuff on it, but it didn't break till three, that's for sure. Right. right. So, but, yeah, this can't be cheap either, though, because right. you know, there's a lot of artists involved, I think. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things that kind of has to probably wash over the society a little bit. I mean, it has more of a foot in the door, obviously, because of Guitar Hero and Rock Band, but I think it's so new that a lot of people are going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah, one no. more thing, just real quick, before we move on. I do want to say that, you know, there's. I think some people are nervous, You people, especially people who do DJing or, you know, people who play guitar are like, oh, Guitar Hero, whatever, it's just fake. And some people, I think, might be worried that these games give the impression that it's so much easier. You know, it's, it's just a game, you know, you're just DJing, you're just moving things around. But I will tell you this. This is true about Rock Band as well, like in terms of guitars and drums. Uh, if anything, these games have all convinced me to have more respect for people who can actually do these things rather than less because I have a hard time playing the video game doing turntable mixing and crossfading. I can't imagine how much difficulty it would actually be to do it in real life. You know what I mean? I agree entirely. And I'd also like to put in the fact that, you know, just because someone plays professional football, it doesn't mean I can't go over to park and kick a ball around with my mates. Right, exactly. That's true. Yeah. That was true as well. Uh, have you been playing anything this week, Aldro? What have you been up to then? Um, I gave the uh, demo f- on uh, XBLA for Alien Breeder Bash, um, which I thought was awesome, really, really good. And I was all ready to plunk my very 
uh, reasonable price of 800 points down until I realised them deadly words, which really worries me about XBLA games now at the end. Do we know what the two words yeah, were? Yeah, episode one, I assume. Oh, yeah. But, and, but and, before and, you... And that's not to do with Phantom Menace, either. No. <laughs> Although I, that film has tainted lots of things. Can I just say, before you go on, I have spoke to Kwame, and he bought this, and yep. he said he played it on hard, and it's taken him about five or six hours to get through it. So he said it is a, it is a pretty long episode one. It's not sort of, you know, an hour of a job and you're finished. He said it is yeah, a pretty uh, hefty game. I don't, I don't doubt that it wouldn't be a, a wade because, you know, that's what this is going to be, Team 17. What I would say is then for episode two, it's going to be 800 again. So we're looking at 1600, which is, you know, more than I pay for Battlefield. It's more than I want to play for my arcade title. Yeah. And when I saw 800 points for Alien Breed, and when I played that demo, I thought this is a superb price. And in all honesty, I couldn't believe that it wasn't 1200 points yeah. in, in the market that we now live in. And I was all over it until I saw that episode one, and I was like, I'm not getting my full game here. I'm, you know, I'm really concerned about this episodic XBLA games. It really, really worries me. It's the same with Monkey Island and stuff like that they're doing. It just really you know, gives me like a pause for thought, which I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are they making a lot of money off these? Well, Wallace tri- and Gromit's a key example of that because there's four of them in that, right? And they're like three hours max. Yeah, I'm really not comfortable with the whole thing at well, all. I'm, I'm going to come uh, on to something worse than that in a bit, but I'll I'll come back to other stuff I've been playing. But yeah, coming back to Alien Breed, I've got to agree with you. I mean, I mean, did you did you play the original one on the Amiga back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah, I did, and it was awesome. It was the, the game. I think you know, going back again, talking about when I was a kid, I think I was maybe in the, the third or fourth year again in senior school, and uh, if you were lucky enough to have an Amiga, I didn't, but I did know a friend who did, and. Uh, it was awesome, uh, and this was. was a great update. I love the new really? new angle. I love the way that the graphics have just been enhanced, but the vibe is still the same. Um, it's a superb update, and like I say, if this thing would have been eight hundred points out of the box, the whole game, I'd have been all over it. Like you know, <laughs> I don't want to come. I'm just all over it. I would like. Oh, go ahead. Suit. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I would have just been all over it like a tube suit, and uh, yeah, it, it just worries me that it's. You've got to, it's going to be episodic, and that's the only thing that holds me back. I think this is a superb title, just pricing that worries me. Yeah, I mean, have you played this, Duke? I played it a little bit. Um, to be honest, I, I, I felt like, because I never played the original, I felt like there was something I wasn't really getting, and while I thought the gameplay was alright, and the graphics look great, I mean, yeah, it's a really well-designed game in terms of you know where you're going and what you're doing and stuff. I don't think it's the kind of game I really get into very much. That sort of distant third-person shooter. Very, very dark. It was kind of hard for me to tell sort of what was going on. and uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just sort of not my cup of tea. But I'll tell you this. I did have a little headache, and I don't think this has anything to do with the game. I don't really know what caused this. But when I went to download the demo, for some reason, you know, the the, the graphics are designed to be sort of sketchy. And there's, you know, that digital noise on the screen and whatnot. It's well, very alien that they're Right, to exactly, yeah. And right. so there's these blue, you know, specks of dirt sort of on the screen and stuff when you're playing the game. Well, even before I started playing it, the background that I had set up, which is one of the ones I uploaded to the Over 35's website, has, you know, like it's a scene from Modern Warfare where you're on the snow, you know, snowmobile. It, it started doing that on the background. There was this weird blue sparkling stuff on some of the black items 
And I was like, what is that about? So I had to turn off the whole Xbox and start it up again, and then it was gone. So I don't know if that was related to Alien Breed or if it's just a coincidence that I was having some weird video trouble that looked a lot like that game does, and I don't know, whatever. So if anyone else had that experience, let me know so I'm not crazy. Maybe I was imagining it. Because my wife couldn't really tell what was going on. She said, what are you talking about? I'm like, right here, I'm pointing at the screen. There's a little <laughs> bit of blue stuff there. It's like, whatever. So, I think, um, I must admit, I think one of the things it does the best is definitely the sound and the music is yeah. really does set the atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah, that's definitely true. You know, well, it's something that the old title did very well, making yeah. us feel like when we played it back as when we were younger, it felt like an unofficial aliens game for sure. Yeah, definitely. It certainly felt like something that was, you know, Jim Cameron's aliens. And this has taken that another step and it's really incorporated it even more so. That's what the dark and they're all coming out of the, the walls and it really does feel like an aliens game. Yeah, and they even uh, kind of look like it does kind of look like it. It totally borrows from it. And that's, you know, one of the great things about this. It's so nostalgic for me, not only for Aliens, which is a film that I love, but for Alien Breed, which is a game that I highly respect and always liked. And I think that I am at, well, you can say, advantage or a disadvantage because I was totally into it. The minute I saw it, I was like, oh, this is exactly what they should do with Alien Breed. You know, like when they remake a really good film or remake a really good video game, this is how you want them to do it, and this is what they've done. So, uh yeah, and just the price point just got me. And, yeah, I think I am rose-tinted glasses a little. But, yeah, who cares? If it was 800 points, I don't care. You can have my £6.80 for me to have a trip down memory lane. I don't mind that, but just don't cut me off when I'm halfway through the game. Yeah, yeah I mean, if it's done in a, in a good way. I mean, Quamrian can't sing its praises enough, so he definitely likes it, you know. Um, so I think, you know, it may be worth a pun, but it, it does, like, I have to agree, it does sort of put you off. Uh, which brings me on to another game I've been playing this week, which really doesn't feel value for money, although it is quite good. Um, which is the Blue Toad Murder Files. Oh. Okay. This was one of my reasons to buy a PS3. I know. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, it is, it is a good game, but... <laughs> okay, Chrissy Hind. But it's not as good as I was hoping, and it, it does feel... Very expensive for what you're getting. I have to. Okay, say. I'm sorry. Total noob question. I have no idea what you're talking about. What game is this? What kind of game is it? Uh, Bluto Bluto Murder Files. To put it in a nutshell, it's like Professor Layton on the okay. PS3, basically. Gotcha. Um, and it's by the same guys who made Buzz TV Quiz. So it's by Relentless Software. So it's the same guys. Does it have Jason Donovan in it? It doesn't have. What's interesting? <laughs> it's interesting. It has a whole host of characters in it, but they're all voiced by the same voice actor. So there's just one guy doing all the voices for the <laughs> oh, whole game. Are they? Nice. Did they have the guy who did the female voice in the clip from Duke's Quiz a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but there is a woman who talks like that. There is a woman who. Because like <laughs> he's what... awesome. He needs to be on The Simpsons. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they've got a lot of stuff. It's very quintessentially English have to say um the graphics look amazing on it they're, they're, they're so well done you know the, the realization of this little quaint english village called little riddle is what he's called uh the guy in the hotel is an absolute uh, caricature of john cleese from faulty towers uh, yes very much like that very henpecked by his wife and you know that sort of thing um and and it's pretty good you know but but you get right okay so each episode is £6.29, right? It's split into six episodes, so you're talking 36 quid for the whole game, okay? Uh... And it, the first episode, no word of a lie, lasted... Myself and my wife played it together, and it took us about an hour and 15 minutes to play it. Wow. 
Ugh. And it had 12 puzzles, so there were 12 puzzles in... There's 12 puzzles per game. So they're just counting on you being stupider, man. You're just too smart for them. I That's know, what. I know. This will take them six hours. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll do really well in the American market. So. <laughs> hey! Yay! Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> but I've got to say, the puzzles are good. You know, they're very clever. Very Professor Layton-ish, I have to say. There's no actual active control of any of the characters, so you don't control anything. So you basically go from area to area. At the beginning of the game, someone gets murdered, you know, at the beginning of the first episode, and at the end you have to work out from the clues you've gained whilst playing Mm -hmm. the game who the murderer is. So that's basically how the game works. That sounds a little like a killer's dream. Yeah, I have played that. I did give it a a play on you. You play it? You like it? Not really. <laughs> that game is the biggest pile of shit ever made. Right. I love the fact that I got you to play it. I hope other people played it too. Because I played it and I was like, oh my god, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> just whenever awful. I have that experience, I'm like, okay, I have to convince someone else this is awesome. So you do, do you really think it's awesome or not? Oh, I think it's horrible. Nobody it's... you tell me to play it for. I was like, <laughs> I lost two minutes. You, you liked it. I thought it would be funny if you came back. Yes. Yeah, so no, cool. it was awful. I was like, it's atrocious. Yes, ah. it's absolutely hideous. Would you like to guess now? Okay. <laughs> well, by the it's for those who don't know, don't bother playing this <laughs> game, people. And Adam, let me tell you what it is. Okay. So well, it's basically there's well. these random pictures of these random men and this random woman, and it's like. You're gonna to go to sleep now, and you're gonna, the killer's gonna come into your dream, and his name will appear to you. And then they have these weird flashing images, and like some guy going, "I'm gonna kill you now." And then there's like these letters that pop up on the screen, but they don't look anything like actual letters. And then supposedly those weird symbols are spelling out someone's name. And then he goes, "Did you? Can you tell me who the killer is?" And there's this list of like 30 names on the screen. And you're supposed to pick one. It's that's the awful. whole game. It was all. I've it's got probably the appreciation for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it? exactly. Honestly. It's probably the worst Jesus. thing on indie games. I mean, there's some okay. bad stuff up there, but I think this is like the worst. It was terrible. It really it's was terrible. Did you know? Because he's had a lot. Oh, you should play. It's really awesome. It's <laughs> awesome game, right? So I goes to it, right? It's like one and a half stars out of five. And I'm thinking that can't be right. He said it was really good, right? So I download it. And I'm like, what is this pile of shit I'm playing? You know, what is he doing to me? Um, oh, God, he... <laughs> what did I do to you to deserve yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. You me big time. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, on the flip side on the PSN, I did buy a second game off it this week. Oh my goodness, you're a game it, buying fool. Which I have to say, everybody should buy because it is awesome. Yeah. It's one of the best PSN games I have ever played. And that's saying something because I really love Flower. So is this a uh, screen dot stuff? What is it? Yeah, sort of. Yes, very funny. It's uh-huh. it's Pixel Junk Shooter. Pixel Junk, that's it. Uh, yeah. It is awesome. I, I can't... Oh, is it a first-person shooter? No. You, you, what kind of shooter? No, you basically... Well, do you know, the funniest thing is, right, it says Pixel Junk Shooter, but shooting is in the game, but it's not really the main thing you're doing. Are you it's... shooting with a camera? Is that that kind of shooting? No. So basically, right, you basically you control this tiny little ship. Okay. And you can play two-player local, which is really cool. So you can have two people playing at the same time locally. And and basically, you have to rescue survivors in this cave network. That's the basic premise of the game. Um, but there's loads of really cool puzzly stuff going on. So basically, there's loads of, like, lava, for instance. 
Uh, but to get rid of the lava, you have to use water. Now, there's various ways of getting the water to the lava. There's, you, you can sort of shoot through rocks which will empty a lake above the lava, and then it'll turn to stone because it's cooled it down. Or there's, oh, I know I, about this game. You can, you can write in glacier, and then a glacier appears, and you can use that to get the lava out. No. Oh, no, wait, that's Scribble That's Scribble Knolls. Don't be saying anything against Scribble I'm not. I haven't played it. I would love no, to. I, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then there's obviously there's these, like, water bombs that you can pick up that grow on these, like, weird-looking flowers, and you can pick those. You have basically two mechanics. One is shooting, and the other is, and like... The one's mark. Yeah. And, yeah, that's very good. I like it. And one's, like, a little sort of thing that flicks out with a sticky... Like, almost like a sticky bud on the end that attaches to anything. So you pick up the survivors using that. But you can that also... That wouldn't be as catchy for the title. Pixel junk sticky, sticky thing. Sticky thing. But basically, you can pick up these, like, water bombs, and then you drop those onto the volcano, fiery stuff, and it all sort of solidifies, then you can shoot. And that's cool. You have some options about how you approach that. That's the only thing, the connection to scrolling out. It's like, yeah, it's not just one way to solve this. Yeah, and then as the game goes on, you get different things added in. So now they're adding in these, like, giant sponges. So you have cool. to drop those in the water to soak up the water and then hold them over the, you know, the fiery stuff. And then it keeps on adding all these other things in all the time. And I've got to say, it's a lot of fun and it's really, really addictive. And it's it's How definitely £6.29 and it's, it's definitely worth it. It is definitely worth it. If you have a PS3, definitely get it. It's, it's well worth it. But the unfortunate thing, like, a lot of PS3 games, it doesn't have a demo. So you can't... Uh, yeah, that really bugs me. So you've got to take I'll... a bit of a gamble. Yeah, I was going to buy a PS3, but I gave all my money to Sony for Rage Against the Machine this Christmas. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 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 that, was, that was quite cool, actually, wasn't it? Um, and then I played uh, one other demo on the PS3, and Dukes also played this, so we'll have a quick chatter about that. Um, PS3? Oh, 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 never mind. And that's the Gran Turismo 5 demo has, has hit the scene this week. Yep. So there's nothing but good stuff. Tell us, guys. Yep. So the Forza Free sort of, you know, competitor for the PS3. The, let will. me tell you something. This game is nothing like Forza 3. In Forza 3, you're driving on this professional racetrack, and there's a little line that changes color based on whether you should speed up or slow down. On Gran Turismo, um, well, it's exactly the same game. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's exactly you know? the same. Yeah, it is. But what did you think? I mean, I, I played both. You know, obviously played Forza 3 demo when that came out. And you know me, I'm not really into driving games, so it's not really my bag. But what did you think, Duke, first of all? What did you think of it? You know, I thought it, I thought it was fine. I thought, you know, it's been so long. I guess Forza 3 was the last time I played a sort of realistic driving sim racer. So uh, I'm not used to having to slow down, <laughs> you know? And yeah. that's when I first played GT3 back in the day. That was my problem then. I was like, hey, a racing game, just hold down, accelerate, and that's it. <laughs> and drift. Exactly. It's like OutRun, dude. No. <laughs> um, the, you know, it, it's a much more subtle thing. And, and I think that it says something like, what does it say? The tagline is like the world's most realistic driving sim or something. Yeah, it's something well, like it is. I mean, you know, in terms of like, yeah, you you know, it's it, it it benefits you to instead of just you know, when it's time to do a right turn, instead of just slamming the joystick all the way or the thumbstick, I should say. Hey, hey all right. Um, instead of just slamming it all the way to the right in order to turn, uh, it behooves you to sort of you know lean into the turn a little bit, you know, pushing it a little bit, and then you're all the way in. You turn it all the way in, and then you come out of it. You lean it out of it, right? So it, it requires that kind of subtlety and a little bit of finesse, and, and it rewards people for you know playing with precision. Which, to be honest, 
is not why I play racing games. So I'm not <laughs> the target neither. market, you know. So what but was your time? Come on, what was that? your lap times? Oh God, I don't even Come know. Come on, I kept, I kept going in the sand, and then I'd crash into things, and be like, ah, and they're like you go seven miles an hour on the sand, so it's like, I mean, get back. I can get out and walk faster than this. <laughs> but uh, you know, the thing is that if I'm going to play one of these, and you know, I had some fun with Forza too. 50% of that fun, at least, was playing with the people in the over-35s and online and stuff. So I don't think it would be very good to play on the PSN, at least of which because there's very few people I know on the PSN. So it just became a type of thing where I would be like, okay, look, if I'm going to buy one, I'm going to buy Forza or Need for Speed Shift for the Xbox. Yeah. I mean, I played it right, and you know me, I'm not really into racing games at all. But I've got to say, I quite got into it. I really got into it, and I've been trying to shave off seconds off my lap times, and I've been, I've been doing pretty well, I reckon. You like uh, it better in the Forza demo? Yeah, I've, I've played it more than the Forza demo, but I think that's because it's this time trial with sort of leaderboards and everything, so you've got right. something to aim for. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a point to it more than the Forza yeah. 3 demo, because it's right. almost like a little tiny bit of the game, isn't it, as opposed right, to right. demo. Um, do you think it has to do with the fact that you're alone on the track? Yes, I think that helps as well. I think that makes a difference as well. Because you're just obviously playing against your, um, what did he call it, your ghost car, as it were. Right. Is it Mario Kart you're playing? <laughs> because yeah, I remember Turtle that back in the 90s. Out. That was awesome when you raced the ghost. So, you know. Turtle Shell is the ultimate weapon. So what you're telling me is this brand new PS3 game that's all that and a bag of chips doing exactly the same thing Mario Kart was doing. Definitely doing the same thing as Mario Kart. Oh, the innovation. I think what's quite cool is they've given you a fully tuned car and a sort of yeah. a standard car, and the, the difference is unbelievable between the two yeah. you're driving yeah. them both. You know, the the normal car is all over the goddamn place. You've got to be some yeah. sort of demon to even get it around the track without... Well, you just got to take your time and be more yeah. precise. And it, I think that's the thing, too, about a lot of these games is that it, it, you really have to know the car. You really have to feel comfortable in that particular vehicle. And a lot of times on that particular track, yeah. so that... You know, when I was playing with a bunch of the over 35s, they had spent a year getting to know all these different cars and the different car types and the different tracks. So when I jumped on a year later, I was like, okay, what are we doing? They're like, we're doing the Cooper Minis on this twisty, windy thing. And I was like, okay, slam on the accelerator. Oh, God, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to drive this particular car. So, yeah, I think it, again, it, it really rewards that meticulous play and that attention to detail on those specific vehicles. Definitely. I mean, my lap time in the tuned car was 1 minute 48 seconds. Nice. Which is which is only 12 seconds off the, the record for the UK. So it's only about 12 seconds. Well, there seconds you go. Off. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. And, and at the time that I got it, as far as rankings went, it was about the 12,000th out of how many had played it, which was about 20-odd thousand, 30,000. Yeah. yeah, so no, no. But it was it was good. I was quite impressed with myself, you know, because I don't do racing games really, and I really quite enjoyed it. So there you go. So you never know. I might actually pick up a racing game at some point yeah. in time now. Did you play Forza 3, Stu? Never. No. <laughs> well, you no, played just... the demo, didn't you? Yeah, that was about it. I didn't play Forza 3 either, but I was really tempted by it. Did um, I don't, from what you're saying, it doesn't sound to me like this is going to have um, the rewind feature that they had in. Definitely doesn't. Uh, Forza. <laughs> it does, definitely doesn't. Yeah. And the thing of it is, I think the thing about um, Gran Turismo that could get frustrating for somebody who's not a hardcore racing fan is the lack of this Weed Ryan feature, which I think makes Forza 3 so much accessible for the people who are not hardcore. So, I've, you know, I haven't played this uh, Gran Turismo, but I would say if, you, if you're if you impressed by this, you've got to check out Forza 3. Yeah. 
I know. I know. I have played the demo. I have played, and I like them both, but I don't know. I don't know. The the only other thing is the other big draw with with Gran Turismo is they're gonna have the Top Gear track on it. You know, from from Top Gear, so you can do uh, star in a reasonably priced car if you want. What about the lack of uh, damage, though, as well? Yeah, that was a bit weird, I have to say. Yeah, if you crashed, there was no damage modelling at all on this. There is damage modelling on a lot of the cars in, in Gran Turismo, but not all of them. So ah, there is on quite a few of the major ones, but on a lot of the more minor ones, I don't think there is. But they've got some right. ridiculous amount of thousands of different cars on it, though, haven't they? Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that I think it really does appeal to people who are really into cars and are really into, you know, they've been into the first few games in this series and i was really into the third one so uh, i could see you know if i if i didn't have an xbox and i i was still into that sort of thing i might get hooked again and do you think times have changed though now duke it could be yeah i think the lines changed a little bit and i think that we've got so much you know we've got so many more options now that you know that market that uh Gran Turismo is, is aiming for has is, is narrowed a lot. Yeah, and I think the, GC3. The, the excitement, I think, in some ways has kind of worn off because it was such a new thing back then. You know, I never played a game with such customization and specialization and all that stuff. And yeah. now there are a lot of options for it. And I'm also just, I'm not as into it. I don't really care that much, you know. I, I felt like I could get lost in some of those tweakings back then. And now I'm just like, oh, i got to start dealing with this new car and finding out how to tune it and all that. Did you think that's just you and the fact that you know, you're older now? Exactly. You know, so, you know, go back, you know, eight years, the younger you. Right, right. Uh, but don't you think that sure. Forza 3 is going to attract more people well, because yeah. of its accessibility? Right. The fact that, you know, if you're someone who wants to get into racing and, you know, even at a passing fancy, you get into GT3 because it looks awesome. Sure. And you didn't have a lot of other options. You've got the options nowadays. Oh, sure. And that's the casual Forza is so much more accessible. I have a, a debt to pay to Gran Turismo 3 because I remember the instruction book had some little thing from a professional racer, and he was breaking it down about, like, okay, look, people, you can either use your tire grip to brake or you can use it to turn. So you can use 100% braking, 100% turning, or 50% braking, 50% turning. You can't expect to do the same amount of braking as you go into a turn and not skid off the road. And that concept really stuck with me. You slow down first, and then you start turning. And I was like, and now when I'm driving on the frozen streets of wisconsin i remember hey remember what it said in that instruction book from that video game slow down first <laughs> and then turn and i do a lot less skidding so i want to thank the people who made gt3 for that ahead, yeah Stu. i want to yeah thank them too. yeah i was just going to say the, the well I, I think in in some respects um sort of gran turismo 5 almost replicates sony ps3 in a way because yeah. when sony ps2 came out there wasn't really any competition for it you know, the Xbox was there, but it wasn't really, you know, really making a dent on the on the PS2's, you know, hold on the market. Right. And then, obviously, the 360 came out first and, and obviously, you know, took a good hold of the market before the PS3 finally got out. And, you know, Sony were daft enough to sort of think that it wouldn't matter that those came out later or it was more expensive because pe- people would still believe in the brand and buy it, whatever. Right. And I think the same can be said of, of, of Gran Turismo 5, because it's taken an absolute age to come out, hasn't it? You know, they've yeah. been working what, on this What have they said about years. why it took so long? I don't know. Mm. It's just been taking years. But the thing is, you know, when when the other Gran Turismos came out, there was no real competition, was there? That was like the sim racing game. Yeah. You know, and now we've had, yeah, we've had Forza 2, Forza 3, which are, are both really, really good games and, and probably equally as good. 
even even you know like going back to the playstation days when we're talking about gt3 you know burnout was really in its infancy and that was a that was clown shoes almost right. but now burnout is a serious racing game yes. for arcade hard nuts you know that is a great racing game mm. if you want to you know paradise city that is a hell of a game yeah you know if you want a racing sim and you want to and you've got so many options. It's not like where it was. And I think, yeah, you're right. It's the arrogance. And, you know, Sony got their place in the market, in the console market, because of the arrogance of uh, Sega. You know, and they thought it didn't matter. We'll just do whatever we're doing and we'll tag along. And, you know, maybe Sony should look back in their past and see why they got their foothold in the marketplace and learn from the people who they, you know, um, you know knocked out of the uh, number one spot in the first place. Yeah. And learn from their mistakes because I think you're right, Stu. They, you know they've dillied and dallied on this uh, GT5, and you know they're not going to get as much of the market as they should do for what is clearly a great game. But yeah, you know, you need to get it out there. It needs to be out there on the shelf so people can buy it. Yeah, I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think it's going to sell by the bucket load. You know, and all the all the GT nuts on the on the PS3 are going to be definitely buying this game, and and that's not a, you know a slight on it, you know, because I think right. it is a, a, it's going to be as is even, but it's not now the it's a million times better than anything else because it sort of isn't anymore. You know, it maybe was back in the day, but it isn't now. It's not the Call of Duty of racing games. It isn't like it, it isn't. used to be. No, it isn't. Right, no. let's uh, let's do Quarian's indie pick, and then we'll. Oh, uh, do we not want to talk about that other demo? Speaking uh, of not Call of Duty things. Yeah, shall we talk uh, about that? You see, I here, was, wait, I have a review uh, ready to go. It turns out time. Bill Hicks, the late great comedian, actually gave a review of this game along with the original Army of Two game. And so I'll play that now. You ready? Okay, go. Okay, he's talking about yeah. Army of Two and the sequel, Army of Two, the 40th Days. He's talking about both of them. Boy, do they suck. Soulless, spiritless, corporate little big suckers of Satan's c- <laughs> So there you go. So there you go. If it if it had been really good, I might have made time for it. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just you know what people look. If you were hoping for something better from the sequel, forget it. Yeah. I never even played the first one, but I mean, controls are sluggish. You buddy, you're setting some detonation charge in order to open a gate or something. What do you know? You need two people to do it. Who would have thought? Man, it's a sure as lucky you didn't need three, or we'd all be screwed. Yeah, it wasn't great. I've got to say, I was a bit disappointed with it, in all honesty. And I have to agree, the controls felt weird. You know, and I think as well, because we've been playing so many great third-person shooters, you know, or third-person, you know, like Assassin's Creed and and obviously Uncharted 2 that are both third-person perspectives, it, it just feels clunky by comparison. Very clunky. And, you know, I mean, dude, I mean, t- take a tip from God of or, uh, Gears of War. When you, when, you, when you find cover behind a pillar and you find yourself looking to the left instead of to the right, as you usually do, you have to push a button to shift the camera. I mean, give me a break. What the heck? It's not great. It wasn't great. Yeah. So, Anyway, let's do... Uh, yeah, qu- let's do Let's do that. So if you want to line that up for us, Duke, and we'll have a listen oh, to Oh, right. It. I have that, don't I? I? do have that somewhere. All right. I'm used to Chinny having it, but I know. Chinny's not around. He's not bloody here. Where oh, the fuck All right. Here we okay, go. You ready? Go. Quanrian's Indie Pick Snowball. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. This week on the Indie Picks, I'm going to do Avatar Wave Snowball Fight and Johnny Platform Saves Christmas. First game I'm going to be looking at is going to be Avatar Wave Snowball Fight done by 
Hot Wave Games, uh, which if, if you guys check through the service a little bit more, you'll find have actually done another game of some fair quality called GamerBots. And it's it's a nice little diversion. I'm not really too sure what to compare it against. It almost feels like dodgeball with snowballs instead. But it's, it's definitely a good way to get, you know, the Christmas holiday spirit going. It actually did replace an earlier pick we had, but uh, so we decided to go with a little bit more of a gamer-ish one. And, and this is a, a really good, solid replacement. It, it's we got a really arcadey feel to it. And like some of my more popular picks, or at least with myself, it does have online multipliers. So if you can convince somebody else to get this, you can have a full-on snowball fight with uh, with four people and just, you know, toss snowballs at each other. There's power-ups and you can, um, you know, you got a nice little dodge move and you can actually power up your snowball. And, and you know, it, it's got a, a nice, nice array of quirks on it and not really too visible in the in the trial but you apparently can get unlockables throughout the throughout playing the game and there's there's some kind of leaderboardish type deal in there supposedly so um there's there's a lot of like little extra perks in there but uh basically more on the casual side but more for fun than anything else so uh definitely check that out if you want something a little bit more in the holiday spirit but definitely a solid game overall and uh from a company that i actually respect quite a bit these guys are actually putting in a, a good level of polish into their game so I, i've got to respect them for that because uh there's definitely a lot of stuff out there that's really missing the mark and the second game is going to be johnny platform saves christmas and if you guys have been exposed to the first game you'll pretty much know what to expect with this game he didn't add a whole lot what he did add actually does add a dynamic feel to the game that wasn't there before a little bit more dynamic because the double jumping added a little teeny bit but this time he's actually added a roll and the interesting thing about this roll mechanic is you can actually do it mid-air so it actually stops you from falling to your death at times so it adds in a little bit of almost like a weird kind of suedo pause reaction movement to the platforming I don't really know how to describe it properly, but um, it, it adds it adds another layer to the gameplay. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, it's it's what you would expect from Johnny Platform. It's actually more levels for a little teeny bit more than what the game was. Uh, the original Johnny Platform was originally priced at because that was originally at 200 points, and this one's 240. But it's got a lot more levels to it, so I believe it's worth the the amount that it's charging. It's a it's a fun little game. It's got a lot of charm and and quirks to it the further you get into it it's definitely going to challenge you it is not an easy game as you get further into it it definitely is going to challenge your platforming skills and the level designs are quite clever and it, it may take you a few tries to get through uh through a level and, and figure out exactly what you have to do to to get through the levels because they have a sort of suedo puzzle element uh into them and, and definitely a solid game overall and it, like i said if you if you like johnny platforms uh biscuit romp you're definitely going to want to check this out as well because it's it's pretty much more of the same, which in this case is actually quite a good thing. Both of these games that I've mentioned are actually going to come in at 240 Microsoft points, which works out to be $3 in American. I'm not really sure what that works out to in uh, pounds. I imagine like two and a half pounds or somewhere around there. And, and they're both uh, different experiences. One is a platformer. One is a little bit more of a shooter type dodgeball sporty type feel. Both of them are, are sort of on the casual end, but uh, Johnny Platform is definitely going to jack it up difficulty-wise and start to have more of an old classic platform, I guess you could say hardcore feel as you get further into it. It beguiles the sort of quirky uh, expression the game uh, has throughout. Um, so definitely check them both out and see what you think. And they're both a very uh, holiday 
uh, themed. And next week, I will be returning to the more usual themed games for uh, for the indie picks. So for now, just check these out, see what you think, and uh, yeah, you might just like them. Okay, so let's go. So two games for us this week, both Christmassy, which is good for a Christmas show, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. Can you imagine that? Um, yeah, I uh, Johnny Platforming, I, I had a bit of fun with. I came kind of close to buying it. I think there's a possibility I might even do it. Uh, just in terms of indie games, I kind of think to myself, okay, am I going to play this? Is it something I'll come back to? And the ones that I've bought, you know, Groove and Beat Hazard and games of zombies like i do you know time to time i'm just looking for something you know it's like a few minutes before i gotta go somewhere or do something i'll be like okay i'll play this for a little bit you know just have a little fun with it um and this is the type of thing i can see being fun to you know conquer that next level conquer that next level uh it's it only saves every five levels is that right i think so yes i noticed that when i was annoying i wish it would save every level but I don't know, whatever. It's not a big deal. But I thought, you know, the the levels were designed very interestingly. Uh, you know, and, and the nice thing is that when you drop off the bottom of the screen, you come down through the top. And the same with the left and right side of the screen. You know, it, it all wraps around. So I thought that was really nice because then I'm not freaking out about, you know, yeah, falling into this or falling into that. Now, at the same time, you do have icicles that you might land on and that'll kill you. So uh, it's not totally free-falling. But it's, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty well-designed game and I might even end up buying it. Have you played the, did you ever play the first one? I have not. Johnny Platform's Biscuit Romp. Oh, it's brilliant. If you've never played it, just, just download that and give it a whirl because it's just it got the most hilarious sound bites. Okay. I, I did like the sound on this one. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, like when it when it when you finish a level, it cheers, you know, and it's uh you're collecting coffee cups and there's a little No cups of tea. It. It's cups of tea. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it? I yeah. thought it was No, it's cups of tea. Sure. Yeah, it's very English. It's cups of tea. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very English. Um, okay. yeah, and what did you think of Snowball Fight? I felt like they went for realism on this, which is okay. And, you know, it was kind of fun. I, I felt like the mechanics worked well. It did what I expected it to, and it was fairly easy to figure out how to play it. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like if you're going to make a virtual snowball fight game, why not go a little over the top and have huge snowballs and, you know, pick up a whole snowman and throw it at the person or, you know, maybe <laughs> crack a little icicle off and, you know, chuck it in his eye or something. I just felt like it was very – it felt very conventional. It felt like something that might be kind of cute if you had, you know, some older person over and be, oh, look, a virtual snowball fight. But it just – you know, especially after the first level, I expected it to – you know, eventually, okay, you're fighting two people instead of one, but I felt like there was no change of venue, there was no change in the style of fighting or what you're using to fight with, or it just felt like it was kind of samey over and over again. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the little power ups were okay. You could have like yeah, three snowballs at once and, and yeah. things like that. I thought it was quite cool, you know, and I liked the they, they animated the avatars pretty pretty really well. I it's true. Say. yeah, they really did. They did a really good job of that. So you can fight each other's avatars if you really want to have a go at that. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it's probably as close as we'll ever get to a fighter between avatars. Absolutely. But I have to agree with you. The uh, Johnny Platform, and I, and I love the first game anyway, so I'm not yeah. uh, not disappointed at all. And I think, yeah, I think they've added in those almost braid-like puzzle elements to this one. So there's a little bit more going on than the first game, you know, sort of working out how you get to the exit, you know, and I, I really right. like that. I was yeah. very impressed with Johnny. Yeah. But, we, but, but we liked Johnny before, so there's nothing new there. So I like a bit of Johnny platform. Who's, who's Johnny? Did, did Johnny be good? She Johnny said. be good. Johnny be good. Smiled in that special way. But yeah, Rad Rocky, if you've never played Johnny platform, I'll download both and give them a whirl because they're just hilarious. The sound bites are just brilliant. 
They've got these. Yeah, really no, you're not with. the first person to say that to me. I really need to get on that. That's on my things to do list. Yeah, you need to have a go at that. Okay, let's move on. You should, um, you should check, 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 check it out. Yeah, you should, should, should check it out. Should, What's it all about? Yeah, um, turn this freaking indie game out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're done. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. Okay, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't mentioned Demon Souls in a little bit. Oh, it's time you did two shows ago. But I'm actually going to get. You have some complaints about it now. No, no, I'm actually going to get back to it this week. I'm going to start oh, playing shit. it again because I haven't done. I, haven't, I, I completed the very first level and killed the boss right. in that, and then I, I was too scared to go back, so I haven't been back since because it's just yeah. a scary place to be. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know whether you remember, but at, at, at Halloween they had this um, period over Halloween where it was complete black tendency in the world so it was as tough as it gets in right. every world uh, but but if you did kill stuff you got bigger rewards more souls better yeah. drops you know all that sort right. of stuff well because it's christmas they've done it the exact opposite so for from the 21st which has obviously gone by up until the 28th it's it's complete white tendency it's pure white so it's oh, actually white's got to be good, black's got to be evil, huh? Absolutely, but when oh, I see how this works. But when it's full white tendency, it's as easy as it gets. Yeah, huh? It's as easy as it gets. <laughs> so you're just skipping around and getting what? A toothpick as a drop? This is what it says. So it said, world, world tendency controls other events that happen in each world. Earning all the trophies is not possible without manipulating world tendency. So, so to get all the trophies in the game, you have to either have it full white or full black to get the different But now you don't have to actually do that work. You just have to wait for Christmas or Halloween. Yeah, you have to wait for <laughs> Halloween. But in white tendency, the the, power, the enemies aren't as powerful. There's dragons in the first level that disappear. So you can go back in there and they're not there. So you can get all the really cool pickups there. Um, but again, because it's less difficult, um, they don't drop as anything as you know nearly as good as they do when it's it's hard. So right. that's. But he found it, one copper coin. Yeah, but it, isn't it cool though that the the changing the dynamics of the game on the fly while you play yeah, it. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, you know, that's World of Warcraft does that all the time for lots of different things, and I can see game designers having a vested interest in keeping their world dynamic, you know what I mean? Like having something different for people to come back to. And I can see that expanding on consoles. Not necessarily, obviously, to the state of World of Warcraft and the MMO part of it, but having something that, you know gives to the players that isn't necessarily DLC, you know, but some some way of tweaking the world so that it makes it worthwhile coming back to. Yeah, and we don't have to pay for it. How nice is yeah, that? Exactly. You listening, Molyneux? Yeah, don't need to pay. <laughs> don't need to pay. I mean, what do you think of this, Adam? I mean, I mean, I like the idea of this changing the game on the fly, you know what I mean? I think it's superb. If they could have done something, I mean, Fallout 3 is one of the games that I've lost myself in, you know, Fable 2, you know, not to the extent, but Fable, Fallout 3, if they could have done something like that in that world as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, it was great, the DLC, and you, you go off to a new part of the map, but if, you know, I don't know, see how it's possible, but if they could have invoked something like that into that world, oh my gosh. They could totally do it. They could be like, okay, uh, a crate has been discovered under this rock, that's got all these weird, you know, super mutants in it, you know, and you well, go and you find, yeah, it's like a huge swarming mass of super mutants suddenly in this one part of the world for no yeah, reason. Yeah, you make a good point. How about, you know, t- today there was a, uh, a spaceship has crashed yeah. in this part of the map, right. and all of a sudden there's all these crazy, you know, they did Mothership Zeta right. as a download bit, you know. Mm-hmm. 
in the possible in the possible future instead of that we've got this currently evolving world a yep. constantly evolving world you know today instead of dlc there's a plane you know a ship crash and it all happens right. i think it's superb Stu. going back to your question i think it's great i'm all for it i mean one of the things that i really love about first playing through a game like a fallout through or like a mass effect is the sense of exploration and when you play through it again Okay, you you play through it a second time, and you almost, or well, I certainly do. You always pick different choices to what you did last time. Sometimes the polar opposite, just see how different the game can be, and how brilliant would it be that if you played the game through again, you could still maintain your mentality of the same character, but still have a totally different experience because it's a different game that you're now playing in, or a different world but the same game. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think Atlas really are, are pushing the boundaries of what we expect as gamers, and I think to some extent, I, I do wish a lot of games. I mean, the the biggest difference between this and, and other games, you are online all the time. Yeah. So whether you're playing single player or you 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 know dipping into somebody else's world or they're coming into yours, is constantly online, and I think that's that's the difference, and that's the reason they're able to do this on the fly is because they can just obviously change it up or down, you know, depending on how they feel about stuff. And yeah, I totally agree. I think this is definitely a dynamic that other games, especially role playing games, should be taking, and you know they can just like you say, just stick some extra mission in on the fly that you're not that's not normally there or whatever. I'd love yeah, that. Put a couple assets on the game when you first get it that you don't have access to right away and then yeah wait you know six months and be like oh there's some new thing that's uh, you know opened up and it doesn't have to be anything elaborate you know just some new part of yeah, it yeah I mean you know Resident Evil pulled the stunt didn't they uh, yeah, with though. the uh, you know download this and it'll activate something that's already on the disc yeah. um, if, if for example they can only have been a bit smarter and you know six months down the line released something and you know made that download 50 meg or something nobody would have been any the wiser that it was on the disc yeah. i mean maybe some smart ass might have checked it out but you know why not so uh, yeah I, I agree with you kratos to these guys but the biggest difference is now i think this is the reason people will keep hold of this game is because they're not doing they're doing it in a completely random way so nobody knows that these things are coming they just announce them so yeah, people will awesome. keep hold of that game you know, because they know down the line something will change or there'll, there'll be something extra for them to do. Or if they've got all the pure black ones but they haven't got the white ones, suddenly they can go and get all the pure white trophies as well now. I, yeah, I just so think it's brilliant. You know, I'm properly impressed with them. I must have. Creating a sort of real-world parallel in the fact that you never know what's going to happen every day that yeah. you walk out your front door, which is what we all strive for. And, you know, that's what we're currently, you know, in video games evolving towards. And, you know, yeah, definitely hats off. You know, so it sounds awesome to me. I'd love to see it in Fallout 4 or, you know, anything like that. Totally, yeah. Hopefully the other people pick it up and run with it. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Um, yeah, I did say I had a couple of heavy rain things. So, uh oh, yeah, uh, so, I've had my heavy rain for the day. <laughs> okay. um, heavy rain, um, yeah, the Quantic Dream co-CEO has confirmed uh, that once the game is, is released, they will be releasing episodic content to go with it as DLC. Is that going to be like, I caught the Scorpion Killer, and now it's all over, and now I have to go find his brother. It's the Origami Killer, for God's sake. Facts, right? Sorry. God. Ah. Uh, no, apparently they're going to be sort of individual stories on their own, just set in the same sort of world. So now they're going to make mm-hmm. some dinner instead of. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to use all the assets in the game and obviously create these separate storylines, which I think is a really cool idea, but they're going to screw uh-huh. us big time for it, aren't they? Mm, yeah, you're right. This they are. I'm yeah. like, give you a free new thing uh, opening up. Hang, hang on. Aren't we only supposed to play this game once, though? 
Exactly. Yeah, well, that's it. But these are going to be completely separate stories. Yeah, like. that's why you need DLCs. You can play each of those once as well. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Okay, gone <laughs> fishing. There's a sign upon the wall. <laughs> gonna be. <laughs> but the other one, the other thing that's come out about Heavy Rain this week, which is a little bit more interesting, I have to say, uh-huh. they're going to introduce this new thing that nobody else has really done before in a, in a game, and. When you get your trophies, they won't there won't be any alert for them. So then only you get the little blink, you know, that's, when you get a trophy, or you oh, get. Oh, that's half the fun of getting a trophy. Well, I, I sort of agree with this. I quite like the idea of this because obviously it's this game where you're meant to be immersed in this movie type game, and you know if you get a trophy, you don't want it blinking up in the middle of some really tense scene, do you? You know. So what'll happen is when you get to a break, you know, in the game, you know, between scenes or whatever, then then the trophies will pop up then instead. Okay, okay. So at least you know you're getting them along the way. You don't have to like go back and see what did I get. Yeah. Personally, for me, it, it doesn't affect me here, ever uh, there or now. But I will say that you know, people do try like on the 360 to get an achievement, and when they constantly try and over and over again, you need to know when you've got it so you can yeah. stop. How are you going to be able to do that on Heavy Rain for those people who want to go back and? 100% the game and get all the trophies. How are they going to know that they've got it? They're going to have to wait to the end of the chapter, get to the end of the chapter, and maybe they didn't totally do what they thought they'd done. Mm. Yeah, so they've got to play it. How, the whole how chapter, frustrating yeah. is that going to be for those people who are really invested That'll in it? That'll show who's really invested in it, man. Like, mm. dedicated. I think the only thing to say, and he, he mentioned this at Eurogamer when he was asked, we, we don't really know how they're going to implement trophies in this game because it's just going to be a weird thing, isn't it? Because yeah, really. it's not a standard... Yeah, he's, he's not bothered even. Yeah, right, and all. He's not, and they're just trying to do something slightly interesting with them. And maybe that's even something to do with the fact that this game doesn't care about trophies that they've had to implement in this way. Yeah, yeah I mean, they've had to get special authorization off Sony to, to be able to do it. So they've asked, I've had, have had to ask Sony, can are they allowed? Which is quite interesting. Yeah, a bit, a little bit <laughs> like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I sort of, I, I have no idea how they're going to implement trophies because it's such a broken narrative. Because if you don't do a particular thing and a trophy is involved in that part of the story, how would you then get it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Very odd way of... of, And and especially as he doesn't want you to play through it twice. So if a character dies, and those those trophies die with him, you know, if you're into trophies, you're going to go back and play it again, aren't you, to get his trophies? Um, I applaud the principle, but I think the practicalities of it is going to frustrate people. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I really do agree. Okay, I'm going to move on to something or or probably a, a bit of the darker side of gaming, which I stumbled across more than anything. Um really by mistake, and I, and I, I only did, right, I, I basically, I was like sat the other day thinking, I wonder what it looks like, you know, when you get the uh, the tactical nuke in, in Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I wonder, no. what that, I wonder what that looks like. So I YouTubed it, you know, just to have a look, just to see, if, you know, if it looks impressive or not. And, and it looks okay, you know, and this guy said, you know, here's a video of me getting a tactical nuke so you can see what it's like. But what I noticed on his on his uh, you know his username was something about boosting, right? So I'm like, huh, boosting, what's that then? So I clicked on it, okay, and it took you to this special website, you know, where where the, it's literally a website forum set up for boosting in Modern Warfare Two. So I was like, so I was like, what is that, right? So I googled it just to see, you know, how much of this goes on. It is unbelievable. 
I put Boosie Modern Warfare 2, and I can't remember. In fact, I'm going to do it again now just to see how many hits that that receives on Google. Just a minute, let's do that while we're talking. Um, But yeah, I was properly like, oh my God, when you actually read through what it involves, it's just the most unbelievable thing. I mean, Unbelievably pathetic. Yeah, but there's so many. You wouldn't believe the amount of people doing it. I would believe the amount of people doing it because I play that game and I talk to them all the time. They've got KKK in their clan tag. Every other word out of their mouth is gay. And they don't care about anything anybody has to say. Why would it be surprising that they're going to cheat their way to... Okay, do you know how many hits that got? I've just Googled it. How many hits do you think I got from boosting in Modern Warfare 2? How many hits do you reckon? 20,000. 20,000? 1,640,000 hits on that. It's, and, and, so, okay, for those, like, for those listeners oh. who have no idea what you're talking about, what is boosting in Modern Warfare? Okay, so basically I went into these forums just to see, and they're, they're really well organized. I've got to say, these guys set up these forums like some sort of military precision. Well, you know, they don't have friends, so they got to do something with their time. Well, they obviously have a, enough friends on the, the... Some of these forums had over like four or 500 people on them. That I'd sign up. Yeah, some I'm sure they them. get real close to each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of them were quite old, you know, before the game came out, and they were already organizing before the game came out who they were going to boost with. Okay, for those and, who have no idea what we're talking about, I know, about, I'm going to come boosting, to that. I'm coming to that. Okay. To. So basically, the boosting <laughs> is, I'll say, that basically, the way you do it is okay, you get into a lobby, and there's this weird way, and I can't remember exactly how you do it, but you have to back out. And then you can come back in again, and you you basically get everybody in the same lobby who are people you know rather than sort of randoms, if you will. There's a way of doing it. You have to leave one slot open or something. There's some really weird way of doing it. Um, and I can't even bother to try and explain it because, well, hopefully nobody listening will be going, oh, I wonder how I've tried that. How is that? Well, we don't need to know the detail. What does okay. it do? What are you trying to achieve? So basically you set it yourselves up in pairs, okay, yes. on private chat, go into a game, and, and the basic premise of it is you take it in turns to shoot each other in the riot shield. And that is all you do. Okay? For so what ba- purpose? Because it bo- apparently you get so many points for every time the riot shield is hit, and you defend against it. And you get you, you, you can rank yes, up so days. quickly, yeah. So you basically just take it. You don't kill each other. You just take it. So in other words, here are people who presumably aren't very good at this game, or who knows how well their skill actually is, cheating their way to 10th prestige. Yes. Basically, that is about the size of it. Fine. Good. That's so pathetic, it makes me laugh. And I'll feel even better killing these idiots when we're playing an actual multiplayer team deathmatch game. If they're having a 10th prestige, I'll be like, ah, you suck. You must have just cheated your way to 10th Prestige. Who cares? You're an idiot. Now I feel even better when I shoot you dead. Well, there's I agree just... with what you're saying, Duke. But at the same time, like, you know, if, if Stu can go out there and find out about this, so why can't the people who, who make the game yeah. go out there and find about this and take Fix away yeah, sure. the fact that you get the points from hitting the shield I'm with and, and fix it? But if there's people out there who are cheating at your game, yeah. and like Duke says, they've got these things on their tags, perhaps, booster. Kick the, kick them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Fix the glitch and kick them to the curb. I'm we don't them. need them. They're just giving gamers a bad name. Yeah. You know, we're out there trying to enjoy ourselves, and they're just ruining the party. It's just not, you know, do something to help us. You know, these guys went out, and some people paid extortionate amounts of money for your video game. You know, pay them back. Pay it forward, man. 
Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I've just found that it's actually, you can get up to 50,000 experience points just for one match, and I don't know what that means in terms of levelling up. Uh, but 50,000. It depends on where you are. It depends on, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things it depends on. But I mean, yeah, it obviously is some sort of pathetic tweak that they're using to exploit to get ranked up in a way that's illegitimate. And I agree with that. I mean, yeah, like they, Infinity Ward now has responsibility. It's like if, you know, if you, if your fax machine had some way to obscure your tax return so that you could cheat on your taxes or something, I don't know what the metaphor is going to work out there, but. You know, yeah, your fa- your company would have a responsibility yeah, to fix yeah. that on your fax machine. So I agree with you that Infinity Ward has a responsibility to deal with this. Yeah, for all the people who have paid money to play the game fairly. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just cheating. And yeah, sure. I agree with you. Infinity Ward do have a responsibility that I need to fulfil. It's not dissimilar to I was ranting uh, the other week about FIFA and EA. You know, they've they've released the game, which is you know ninety percent very good, but it's still. 10% that's tainted, which could be fixed in a patch, but they're not releasing patches anymore because mm. it costs them to release patches. So they're only, because it's a minority part of the game, they're not patching that because they don't figure that it's going to, you know, it's cost effective. Yeah. And that just sucks. Was well, it in Fight Club A plus B plus C equals X? If X is well, less I'm than gonna... the cost of a recall, we don't do one. Yeah, but uh, I'm getting Matt Damon and Danny DeVito to represent me in a lawsuit. It's going to be a rainmaker, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it is terrible, and I think this goes back to what I was saying about last week, about multiplayer experiences becoming less and less enjoyable and less fun because there's that many people doing this sort of thing to get on everybody else. Yeah, unless yeah, you play exactly. both you know, but see, you know what I mean. Again, like I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I you know. But again, from my perspective, like I, that doesn't bother me that people are doing this. To me, it doesn't affect me really because. What it means is they're getting a rank they didn't deserve. Okay, that's fine, and I, I suppose I might be a little jealous if I see someone with a tenth prestige, and but I'll be wondering if they didn't cheat their way in. But but at the same time, you know, I don't play it for that reason. I don't really play it for the rank. I play it for the fun and you know getting. But it the is points. also a way of unlocking all the perks and weapons, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. You do that in the first seventy levels. I mean, you know, okay, fine, but whatever. You're gonna get that within, you know, a month of playing anyway. So. And I think this yeah, is a, the, probably the biggest flaw with r- games with ranking, isn't it? You know, if someone finds a way of exploiting it, they will do, you know, unfortunately, because there's a lot of unscrupulous gamers out there who just want to get... That's a- why I, yeah, and I, that's why I, <laughs> I, like the, I like it when ranking is basically meaningless, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Isn't and, that the nature of gaming anyway? Why do vast majority of people play games to yeah. be the best so then if there's some way to cheat to get be the best then you know the nature of the beast is that a lot of people who play games are going to it's like sports yeah. you know people right. take drugs they cheat in sports right. to be the best because it's not about how you achieve it it's that you do it it's that yeah. stat symbol but that's the other thing too is that I think at a certain point you know you've seen King of Kong that documentary about professional yeah awesome games? yeah, yeah. Steve like, Weeby Right, yeah. You know, the point there, I think, is that Twin Galaxies, you know, expanded because it was a trusted source. And there's always going to be people who are cheating and people who are, you know, stopping the tape and doing the thing. And you have to have the referees who will call the the foul on that. But at the end of the day, you you find a circle of people that you trust and you sort of compete with them, I think, you know. And and, and obviously in the world of professional gaming, that has to be very carefully regulated. But when it comes to people like me, I'm just like, you know what, I'm I'm just sort of doing it for myself and, and I'll I'll compare myself to other people that I trust. So I'll look at the friends leaderboards and say, okay, how am I doing against Murphy's Law or whatever? Oh, wait, he's still level 20. You know, no offense to Murphy's Law, but I mean, come on, dude, let's get some points on that account, would you? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> he's too busy being a dad at Christmas. Leave yeah, yeah. Everyone's got an excuse. But no, I, I have students coming in and go, 
hey, man, Mr. Peony, prestige, you're you. I'm like, I'm first. Oh, I'm first, loser. I'm third already. I'm like, you're calling me? Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. I just find it a little bit... You know, and, and I suppose that goes back to what I was saying about Unreal Tournament 3 or, or Halo 3. Because there's nothing really connected in those games to your level, you know, it doesn't matter as much, you know, and, yeah. and no one's doing it. You know, the, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of dickheads on those sort of servers, but you haven't got people just doing this weird, you know, coming up with ways of being, you know, getting better. Than, and apparently, you know, the you know the other glitches, the, the unlimited ammo and stuff like that. Yeah, I heard about that. But yeah. that, you have to go to a special room for that, don't you? Yeah, but apparently they are mods that people have found ways to exploit and get into the, the servers and change them. You know, they're not just random stuff that's happening. People are creating those levels. Well, let me say this. You bring all the unlimited ammo you want, I'm still going to run up in that house you're in in a state and stab you in the back while you're trying to snipe out the window, buddy. It's not going to help you to have all the ammo in the world because I got lightweight and marathon on. I'm going to come up behind you before you even realize what's going on and then boom, right in the back. There so, you go. Glad you like me now. Yeah. 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 But, go. uh, I've got to say, it's a backhanded compliment, really, because the people are going to such extents for this game. I mean, yeah. Infinity Ward is a massive backhanded compliment in the fact that they must love this game. It shows that and they it must care. Means, yeah, it does show that they care. Because people don't make this sort of effort if it, if it doesn't mean anything to them. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm not one who's on the bandwagon. I appreciate that other people are. Yeah. But, you know, it just goes to show that how much this game means to people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But but in in addition to that, there was a guy had written an article on the internet saying he had come up with a solution to this issue. Oh yeah, and he he said, why don't they just do some you know separate servers where people can glitch and you know do yeah. whatever the hell they like to their heart's yeah. content? <laughs> so I have like a yeah, you know. and then you can't play on the other server. That's I like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, people are going to do it still to, to pull the wall over people's eyes to cheat and get away with it, aren't they? Yeah. If they if they can, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the solution in the world that we live in at this moment is find a great online gaming community and play with them. Yeah, yeah, and no, I think that's well, yeah. any recommendations, lads? Um, yeah. Yeah. thumbsticks. Thanks, baby. Couch Mercs. Yeah, Couch Mercs. and the over thirty-five. All the gamesmen. You know, there's yeah. a lot of them around. Gamesman, yeah, JSS Life, like the lads. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the the last thing I want to touch on before we do have a quick break and move on to the quiz, um, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Two, yes, go ahead. Uh, DLC has been priced and detailed. Oh snap! Detailed. That was fast. Yeah, and I'm a little bit annoyed at this. I have to say, I really yeah. am quite annoyed at this because what they what they basically done when you play the game, there is two. Um, DNA sections missing in the actual game. Really? They built it into the game? Yeah. So basically you get to a point in the game where there's meant to be, I think it's either 13 and 14 or 12 and 13. Yeah. And, and basically there's, she says something in your ear like, oh, there's a, the, the program's corrupted, so we can't do those sequences. Okay. <sighs> Until you pay us. Until you pay us, yes. They're releasing both of those sequences as DLC. Which I've yeah, I, I, really I mean, it's don't. not like it's a short game, though. I mean, no, it isn't. But it it feels like if it's part of the game, then it should be in the game. And and does the game feel really incomplete when you finish it? So called? No, really, it no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But that's 
so not the point. It's like they're almost saying to you, you know, these two should have been in the game, but what we did was leave them out so we can charge them, you know, charge you for them later. Yeah, or they had two extra things mm. they knew they were going to stick on, so they go ahead and built that into the DNA sequence thing. Yeah, to make it more of an immersive experience, I don't think we can judge until yeah. we actually know the what the, uh, the, the what's actually in the DLC. Because like Duke said, this may have just been put in there to make it more of an immersive experience. Now, if it is just something like a Resident Evil chucked in yeah. there, yeah. And it should have been on the disc, then that's different. But if it is a whole number right. five hours right. that you're going to go off onto, and this is just a way of immersing you into the main gameplay, then yeah. that's slightly different. Yeah. I do see what you're saying, Stu. But I yeah, think, I do too. So, yeah, I don't think we can uh, leave before we look. Yeah. I mean, there's two. The sequence 12 is apparently the Battle of Foley. Or for Foley, I assume not. And then the second one is Bonfire of the Vanities. Is the second one, which oh, is... Oh, man, the somebody Tom needed Wolf? to get Melanie Griffiths back for that movie. Exactly. Yeah, really. So the first one is, contains... Yeah, it contains six new memories revolving around Ezio, Aiden, Machiavelli. Machiavelli? Yeah. Niccolo Machiavelli. And Katerina Forza. There you go. <laughs> oh, racing around in the car. Uh, with the defense of uh, Foley from the Aussie Brothers. While preventing a piece of Eden from falling into Templar hands, so that's the Aussie brothers, crikey! Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you slag. And and it also includes another ride in Leonardo's flying machine, which is uh, which is really cool. Anyway, that was very that was one of my coolest bits of the game, so I really like that. And the second one, Bonfire of the Vanities, unlocks a new area in Florence where you'll navigate using a new move, the Spring Jump. And Florence is caught in the grip of Mad Monk. Sacanarola. Sacanarola. That is. And Ezio uh, must help. Sacanarola. I know, I can't even pronounce that. Machiavelli liberate the city throughout the course of more than 10 new memories. So now, they... I'm sorry, is there somebody in the game itself called Machiavelli, or is they talking about yeah. Niccolo and Machiavelli, the author of The Prince? I assume there's somebody in the game called Machiavelli, but they're all mainly based on yeah. real historical characters, so I assume there was probably someone yeah, called Machiavelli and Principles thing is what they're referring okay, to. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So there you go, but I'm still a little bit... It always leaves a bad taste when they do stuff like that, because you think... I understand. Should have been in the bloody game if you're going to charge me. You just created that so you could charge me later. Thanks for wow. that. Well, I agree with Adam. Let's wait to see what it's like when it comes out, and then you can yeah, give your judgment. I mean, you can't blame them, because ultimately they're a I mean, business. Would you say... Would you say the same about GTA and, and their add-ons? No, because the biggest difference is with their add-ons, they're a completely new story, you know, new character, new story, totally different. And and you're getting a lot of gameplay for that, so it's a totally different... Yeah, but what about if in GTA 4, when you're driving around, I don't know, when you're doing your emails, you got one of your emails was from, a, you know, from Gay Tony, saying, oh, I maybe need to, you know, or like, oh, CCing you in. Yeah, and it's got yeah. something that's a little bit of a reference to that. So when they were making GTA 4, they knew they were going to go, do Gay Tony. Absolutely no did it. Absolutely did it. But it would be like getting a new mission or a couple of new missions in-game, you know, that are part See, for me, it just seems like it's a question of how they're, how they're leading you to that part of the game, exactly. which to me isn't a big deal. Like in Fallout, okay, you find this new transmission thing, you go seek it out, and then you take a train over to the pit. Whatever, that's okay. It that's no different for me than if you were to have some separate thing you load up in the loading screen and say, okay, I'm going to play the pit now instead of the main game. And no, if you I get think your the... Assassin's Creed thing, and it's, it's number twelve or thirteen, as you were saying, and it's five hours of awesomeness, like yeah. a gay Tony. Right. You're not going to be bitching about it after, yeah. surely? Maybe not. But I mean, my biggest gripe is the fact that they included it in the game, 
and then said, oh, I'm really sorry you can't play these two because of the uh, the, the program's corrupted. I don't know what's going on here. Yes, you do. You're going to charge me for it in about five <laughs> weeks' time. So they should have just left that part yes. out and just made it in. Like, oh, we found two new things to plug yeah. in here. Okay. If they'd have done that, I would have been quite happy with so that. That's a minor aesthetic thing you have a problem with. Yeah, it's the fact that they actually put it in the game, but didn't put it in the right. game. Right, okay, we're done. Let's okay, move on, shall we? Uh, yeah, let's have a... We have got something uh, Christmassy for our little Yay. break. Before the... Not necessarily game-related, but you it know is... what? There are a lot of Simpsons games, so I suppose this kind of fits. There you go. So when is this from? This isn't from this year, is it? 1989 or something. Oh, classic. Here we go, people. Here we go. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the home, not a creature was stirring except for me and this poem. My sisters were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of candy bars danced in their heads. Then I sprang like a spring and snuck like a sneak down the stairs to the gifts for just a quick peek. When lo and behold, what did I see? Lisa and Maggie had just beaten me. I poked at my package and said, "'This is rad, man!' And noticed Dad's shadow. He looked like a madman. Oh, Maggie, oh, Lisa, oh, little Bartholomew, go upstairs. Go right now before I kill all of you. And so into bed we fled in a flash, awaiting till morning to open our stash. At last, daybreak came, and we scampered so cheerily, while Mom and Dad yawned and gazed at us wearily. For Maggie, a pacifier. For Lisa, some dolls. For me, a big burp gun with shoots ping-pong balls. Then on came the TV and we started to doze through all the exciting Christmas-themed shows. So, to those of you grooving on my holiday wrap, happy Christmas to all and to all a good nap. Do the Bart Man. Everybody coming out. Do the Bart Man. Yeah, if you can't, can't. Uh, do the Bart Man. Do the Bart Man. <laughs> yeah. So how is that? Yeah. How is that, you see? It's nice. <laughs> nice and crisp. Next, next time we'll have Simpsons go Calypso. Man smart. A woman is smart. <laughs> Anyway, are anyway, we ready for the quiz? We are. No. Yeah, I'm always ready. All right. Um, You've got it in for me, Stu, for last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, I, do I need a pencil for the anagrams? I'm ready. Oh, no anagrams this hey! week. Hey! No anagrams. Here's the theme music, people. All right, welcome to the Game Raiders. I'm your host, Stu. Yeah. And we've got three exciting rounds this week. Uh, first one's called Lost and Found Background Sound. It has to do with audio, as you may be able to tell. Second round is called Where's Your Dome, which is a series of general trivia questions about games. And then the final one's called From Whence They Came, which I will explain when we get there. First round is called Lost and Found Background Sound. This is audio from current-gen systems video games, and it's not necessarily theme songs. This is music that may have been in menus or in the background of various scenes, and your job will be, gentlemen, to guess which game the sound, the music, is from. Okay. The first three are going to be for Ad-Rock. Are you ready, sir? I'm going back to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm out of here. Sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. As okay, here we go. Audio clip number one. What game is that from? Oh, I'm not even getting multiple choice. 
No, nope, you don't sorry. need multiple choice for that. Well, not according to Stu. Uh, I do. Yeah, not. Yeah, uh, what games has Brian Eno worked on? Recently? <laughs> there you go. That's great. Music for the airports. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, okay, so I, I really this? don't have a clue. I'm, I'm going to just... All right, Stu. Oh, All right, Stu. You don't need to give people a hard time. Let's just give okay. Adam his. All uh, right, Stu. Like a chance to steal it. Uh, Fable 2. It is Fable 2. <laughs> All right, that's not, cool. not half the game Fable 1 was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what can we say? All things. right, here we go. Your next audio clip for Ad-Rock. Hmm. <clears throat> Shit. I'm, I've, I've got, I'm going, I'm torn between guessing at Halo ODST and saying Mass Effect. And I'm going to say Mass Effect. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Stu, would you like to try to steal it? I'm going to go with Halo 3 ODST. Thank Christ for that. For no points, I'm going to give it another shot. Here's a hint. We've talked about it very recently on Is this it, podcast. In Call of Duty 2. When did we talk about that on this podcast? I don't know. We've talked about it before. Oh, no, no. I mean on this show. Oh, today? Yes. Uh, Modern Warfare uh, 2. Oh. Go for it. Go on. Tell us. Just put us out of our misery. Shinobi. Oh, no. Shinobi. <laughs> I was thinking guess, though. Because I, I was surprised. This one matched up to you. It's Fallout. Uh, oh, no. That first little sound, I thought would give it away a little bit. That oh, kind of... I'm so bad at these. You know what I'm talking about? When it comes up with that slide. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. I'm All so right. bad at these. No, whatever. It's, I think it's tricky when it's out of context. I think that's the thing, is that when it's out of context, it's really tricky. All right, one more for you, Ad-Rock, and then we'll we'll give Stu a punt. Uh, right. Here's your third and final one. Creed 2. Uh, Stu, would you like to try to steal it? It's the original Assassin's Creed. Oh, no way. Oh, uh, really? Halo. That's Halo 3. Really? Oh my god. I really thought it was Assassin's Creed, that. God. Oh, sorry. That's weird. All right, uh, so at the end of round one, uh, or at the end of the first part of round one, I'm afraid Ed Rock has no points yet, but Stu stole one, so he's up at one. Woo-hoo. All Woo. right, well, maybe you'll get some wrong, and Ed Rock will be able to steal yours. Oh, yeah, I'll be in like Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number one for Stu. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Here is your first audio clip. What game is that from? Oh, okay, okay, okay. You recognize it, don't you? I sort of don't oh, know what I, do. I, I sort of do, but I'm not sure what I do. I'm going to go with, is it Devil May Cry 4? Adrock, oh. you want to try to steal it? Resident Evil 5? Oh. Sorry, that's from Mass Effect. Really? Ah! No. You're looking at the, the galaxy map, and you're going through the different planets. Oh, it's oh, I suck so badly at these rounds. Yep. All right. Stu, he sounded no. very oriental, though, didn't he? I thought he sounded oriental. At the minute he no, says that, though, it's like, like so that's bloody awful. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's when you're in an airport. Ah. 
All right, here we go. Number okay. two for Stu. Name yeah, that's, that's so distinctive, isn't it? Uh, Borderlands. All right, well done, sir. Here we go, your third and final one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Is is that Batman Alchemist Island? Oh, no. Do you want to try to steal it? Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, so I'm going to go for something on superhero. Um, the Marvel Alliance. Too. I'm afraid that's incorrect. That's from the first Gears of War game. Is it? No way. God. All right. So the end of the first round completely. We got Stu at two points. Let's move on to the second round, which has I, multiple. Are there going to be any questions about the Sega Mars system? <laughs> I don't believe I have any of those on here, but. Can I, can I get my coat? Choice, so you're going to have a one in four <laughs> what chance. A, what about Shinobi? Are there any of those? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there are some things from some older games, so hopefully it will be more up your alley. All right, here we go. You ready? <laughs> up yeah. your alley, man. Yeah, I know. I get that a lot. <laughs> okay. Where's go. your dome? Go. This is all according to GamesRadar.com, so if you have beef with any of these questions, people, take it up with them. Question number one, Mr. Adrock, sir. <clears throat> At the end of Civilization Four, the player's performance is compared to one of ten world leaders based on how you've done. Who is used as the lowest rated world leader? Is it A, William Henry Harrison, the ninth president of the United States, who died after 30 days in office? B, Peter III of Russia, who was assassinated by his own wife? C, United States Vice President Dan Quayle, who once said, if we do not succeed, then we run the risk of failure. Or D, King Louis XIX of France, who reigned for only 20 minutes in August of 1830. Peter of Russia. No! That's incorrect. Stu, you want to try to... Is he he the guy who only reigned for 20 minutes? That's also incorrect. The uh, lowest ranked person in the history of world leaders, according to Civilization Four, is Dan Quayle, the vice president of the United States under George Bush Sr. Yeah, we should have got that. Oh, this... Well, he's... Uh, yeah, I have he a particularly an idiot. soft spot in my heart for Dan Quayle. I was really confident on that as well. Cause, you know, I was just thinking about the leaders that you can play when you play. Right, but that's the thing, exactly. Yeah. Peter Cote ah, is an uh, interesting guy himself. All right, here we go. Number two, Fallout 1, the original Fallout game. Uh, if you gave your character less than four intelligence points, you had a problem when you were playing the game. So which problem was it? A, the inability to speak in anything other than grunts. B, a tendency to trip over your own feet and fall down while running. C, damage to your armor when you drool on yourself. Or D, constant rip-offs from merchants who wildly overcharge you. Can't speak anything other than English. That's correct. Although I think you probably meant to say can't speak anything other than grunt. Shoot your scores. (laughs) Yeah. That'll do. You can't speak anything other than English. Oh, I can speak as English. Damn. All right. Uh, yeah, that's correct. All right. It's all right. We knew what you meant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number three. In the U.S. version of Resident Evil 4, Leon's head is chopped off by Mr. Chainsaw. 
But something different happens in the Japanese version. So, what is the gruesome fate that Leon comes to when he faces Mr. Chainsaw in the Japanese version? A, his body is cut in half lengthwise, including the crotch. B, the chainsaw is pushed down his esophagus. C, a smiley face is carved into his torso before he is killed. Or D, his face is sawed off, revealing the front of the skull and one eyeball. Straight down the middle of the torso. I think I'm going to go for he shoves the chainsaw down his throat. So incorrect. His face is sawed off, revealing the front of the skull and one eyeball. That is awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. just in America, man. I guess that's kind of... All right, number four. Which was the first computer game ever actually sent physically into space on 27th of May, 1999? Was it A, World of Warcraft, B, Super Mario Brothers, C, Starcraft, or D, Goldeneye? Are you having the dump? <laughs> No, I really, really want to get this right, because otherwise I'm going to lose. I'm going to go Super Mario. I'm afraid that's not correct, Stu. Would you like to take a guess? What was, what was the year? Uh, 1999. Was it GoldenEye? No! The answer is StarCraft. Oh, I should have really one, said one that. One of the astronauts who went up on a mission was really I thought that was too obvious. Yeah. Right, I know. But it wasn't. It's yeah. the psychology of the game. All right, yeah. here we go. Number five. You ready, Adrock? Uh, last question for you. What was the original code name used in the early stages of the Nintendo 64? Was it A, System 69, B, Project Reality, C, Digital Heaven, or D, Super Awesome Nintendo 3? Project Reality. Hey. Get in there. Did you know that, by the way? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done. All right. Okay, so the score is all even now as we go into Stu's part of the Where's Your Dome round. Mr. Stu, are you ready? I am. Okay, number one. What was the first product ever released by Sony? Was it A, a boat, B, a mattress, C, a teapot, or D, a rice cooker? I'm going to go with rice cooker. We're popping here Bye. now. Oh, bye. It was a rice cooker. All right. <laughs> number seven, or number two for you, sorry. In the arcade game Donkey Kong, Mario was not called Mario. He was called something else. What was he called? A, Jump Man, B, Italy Man, C, Mustache Man, or D, Mr. Overalls? I think it was Jump Man, wasn't it? Uh, all right. I actually knew roll. that, believe it or not. Can I, yeah. can, can I have his question? <laughs> yeah, well, I bet you knew that, question. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Number three. An Easter egg in Doom 3 features a reference to which British comedy show? A, Faulty Towers, B, The Office, C, Absolutely Fabulous, or D, The Young Ones? Uh, the Young Ones. Oh. Uh, Ad-Rock, would you like to try to guess for the... Uh, Faulty Towers. I'm afraid that's incorrect as well. It was The Office. Apparently. Uh, get a... Uh, I it would have been a, before The Office. Find a PDA that has a message. It belongs to David Finch. So you get a message from David Brent or Mike Finch. I don't know what Finchie's name is. Anyway, it's it's about you know studying up for the trivia quiz and there are going to be questions about Shakespeare and stuff. So. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. There you go. 
All right, next question for Stu. Which is the only video game so far to feature a special edition scratch and sniff CD? A, Little Big Planet. B, Cooking Mama World Kitchen. C, FIFA 2001. Or D, Burnout Paradise. I think it was Burnout Paradise, wasn't it? Oh, oh it smelled of burning rubber. There you go. Kitchen Mama. Yeah. Oh, it was going to It was FIFA I, 2001. I was oh. going to say that, and I went for the reverse psychology because you said earlier on all the obvious ones were going to be right. You <laughs> lied to me. You just like the teachers at school who so said it was going to be easy. For no Sweaty points. Can you footballers. guess what it smelled like? <laughs> Sweaty <you> footballers. <laughs> Disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> it smelled like the pitch, apparently. Really? Yeah. yeah. Never heard of that before. Anyway. All right, uh, finally, code names. Here we go, Stu, your question about code names. What was one of the code names used in the early stages of the original Xbox? These are all acronyms, okay? So I'll give you the acronym, uh, not to see what it stands for. A, glitch, gaming like it's too cool, huh? B, gun, games unbelievably new. C, Mars, Microsoft Active Reality Zone. Or D, bang, Bill Awesome Nerd Gates. No, it's it's gotta be. Oh no, you see, he couldn't be that because he's, he's he was quite a good laugh, weren't he, Bill? Yeah. Oh. What do you mean, weren't he? He was. No, it was quite before easy. Before he died, you know. No, it was quite good. No, before he left, the, you know, because he doesn't do Microsoft anymore. He retired, didn't he? Um, no, I'm gonna go with Mars. And at the end of round two, uh, Stu's got five, Adbrock's got two, but anything's possible. we got ten more questions. No, eight more questions here. All right, here we go. Final round. This is called From Whence They Came, and the way it works is this. I have some quotes from various video games. Your job will be to tell me which video game the quote comes from. Shinobi. Makes sense? Right. <laughs> I can tell you that none of these is Shinobi. I'm is sorry. he Shinobi? <laughs> Shadow Dancer. The first one for you, Adrock. The quote is, hey, look, a three-headed monkey. What game is that from? Hey, look, a three-headed monkey. <laughs> I can't think. Uh, hey, look, three-legged. Secret Monkey Island. I'm afraid I had to take the first one there. And what? Did you I say... Was... I was doing funny noises with my mouth. Were you really? I thought yeah. you said hello. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I need to start doing like. I must have said Halo. Your final was, answer. Was, there's no chance that there's a three-headed monkey in Halo. <laughs> okay. No, I was going. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I heard Halo. I'm. Yeah, that was sorry. sorry. You can that. listen back to it in the edit. Oh, don't. Trying okay. to cheat right. us. I'll, I'll do the final answer thing like they do in Millionaire. Okay. Uh number two. Quote, do you know what it says in your personal file? Unlikable. Liked by no one. Hello, uh, Half-Life 2. Is that your final answer? Half-Life 2. Yeah. Stu, would you like to try to steal it? So, saying, so it basically says, what it says in your personal file, liked Unlike, by no one. Or... Liked by no Kane and Lynch Deadman. No idea. Uh, if I said it differently, you'd probably get it immediately. Do you know what it says in your personal file? Unlikable. Uh, Liked by uh, no one. 
God. You were you were very oh. close there, Ed Rock. It's from oh. Portal, yeah. That's right. Ah, that's damn right. it. Yeah, yeah. All right, oh, number three. Boy. Here we go. The president has been kidnapped by ninjas. What game is that from? Uh, is it uh, Bad News vs. Dragon Ninja? <laughs> get it now. It was Paul. No one would get that. But here what was it? it? Me wrong. Bad dudes versus dragon ninjas, man. No. Who would get that apart from you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fate right there, man. I was like, ah, shit, he's never getting this. And then here comes Ad Rock getting the most obscure oh question ever. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'll be you props. All right, here we go. Last one for you, Ad Rock. Most people think time is like a river that flows swift and sure in one direction. They are wrong. Ocarina of Time? A good guess, but not correct. Stu, would you like to take a guess? Is it Time Shift? Also a good guess, but it is a game that has time in the title. It is Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Oh, yeah. All right, so Stu's up by one. Uh, If he gets them wrong, then Ever can steal, or Stu might increase his lead. Let's go ahead and see what happens. Stu, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, your first quote is, A man chooses, a slave obeys. Oh, God. A man chooses, a slave obeys. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a halo? No, it's not. Uh, Adrog, try to steal it. Bioshock? Oh. I'll tell you what, that I is thought awesome. it was that. That is it. A- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I was like, if I say this and it's wrong, you're just going to rip me. Oh, man, <laughs> I thought awesome. for sure Stu got that one. He's my like to to shot to go-to Dan. guy. Long Dan time since played that game. game. Oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> All right. Okay, well, so it's level, but uh, there's still three questions on the table. So close. Stu, are you ready? I am. <laughs> I think your country calls that collateral damage. Uh. Oh, God. I've got no idea this end, Stu, so no. you're, you're right there, mate. Call, call of Duty for Modern Warfare. Okay, that's not correct. Uh, Adrog, would you like to try to take a guess? Call of Duty 2. It's actually from GTA 4. Yeah. yeah. I think our country caused that collateral damage. All right, yeah. here we go. That was very obscure. Yes, <laughs> Uh, I think that was sort of my counterpart to Bad Dudes versus Yeah, Dragon. I think you did well. All right, think... uh, next one for you, Stu. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. God, I have no idea. Die Hard 5. <laughs> yeah, that's what he sounds like, is it? Die Hard. The right guy in the wrong place makes a world of difference. Ah. Uh... Half-Life 2. No! Oh, <laughs> Stu pulls it out of his ear! No way! Out of his ear! No way! Desperation Hail Mary last chance. Like Matt Damon at the end of Rounders hoping for that great card. Just... Favre over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to be telling his grandkids about that one, man. I'll play Beckham. Oh, man, dudes, but then I can't. All right. Last one for you, Stu. 
If you okay. get it wrong, he might still I get know. it. I know. All right, here we go. Last don't one. Me. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Pressure on now. Pressure. <laughs> okay, go. Talk to me or talk to God. Talk to me or talk to God. Okay, okay, okay. Let me think, let me think. Mm, is it talk to me or talk to God? Is it Assassin's Creed? All right. After a very strong showing from both contestants, Adrock ends up with five points, and Stu takes the lead with seven. Hey! Very well done. Everybody's got lots to be proud of there. Like I say, the bad news versus Dragon Ninja is beautiful. Stu that was unbelievable. Have to say, I, yeah. I can't believe you got that. It was very. <laughs> A nail biter to the finish. Well that done, was to both. good. Yay! Right. I won again two weeks on the trot. I can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> it was in, it was in parenthood at the end of the day. That's why they call them bad dudes. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I can't see that game without thinking of that scene. Exactly. There you go. I'm making that tense face. <laughs> you made me play second base. <laughs> that was actually shot. That scene was shot in my hometown, Gainesville, Florida. Really? I remember when they were shooting it. Yeah, they were like, "Dude, Steve Martin's in town." I'm like, what? Really? Awesome. When you slide that bell tower. First. That's yeah. I went to graduate school in that courtyard. Oh, that is awesome. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. Okay, I think we need to get yes, that. Thank you, folks. Yeah. Yes, we got to get the hell out of here. So let's right. do some quick shout outs and. Yeah, get the hell out. So, uh, yes. yeah, we'll we'll start with Adam tonight. And he's very kindly uh, come on the show and helps out a massive amount. Yeah, no, just a couple of quick shout out. So, thank you, Duke. Um, I, first of all, I want to shout out my girlfriend Joe for you know coming back from the pub so we can do this today. in the rain. Yeah, Aww. in the in the heavy rain. Yes, this is for rain. her. Yeah, sure. Yes, she's very like considerate and understanding. You know, let me do these podcasts until you know. One o'clock in the morning on a yeah. weekday. Um, and yeah, why I, was it you had to do that all of a sudden? Drag your girlfriend through the rain? What was the reason we had to bring you in? Uh, yeah, you know, I, some un- northern monkeys. Uh, northern monkeys. That's so sad. Right. No memory. Yeah. No no respect for nothing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and uh, obviously the thumbsticks.net as well, my, my podcast with uh, Rinky Dan and uh, the guys who help us out on that. A uh, big shout-out to Dave Dog UK as well, who, you know, has been helping me out recently on Thumbsticks, and uh, we played a lot of Borderlands this week. Um, also with uh, Flame 1978 and Night XXL as well. Give those guys a shout-out for some great Borderlands. To Duke for his awesome Cockney accent earlier <laughs> on, mate. Right. <laughs> Governor, that was sweet. <laughs> And, uh, and and overall, just to the 035s in general, I mean, yeah, in all honesty, this time last year, um, well, in a couple of weeks from now, I was coming back from my parents' house at Christmas listening to this podcast on my, on my um, iPod, and, I, and I, it was the reason why I got involved in doing podcasts, and then a year later, to be sitting here talking to you guys and uh, being on the podcast is really something special for me, so thanks a lot, guys. I, you know, I love the podcast, I've done for a you know, good over a year now, and uh, keep doing it, because we all love it. Thanks. Oh, thanks for having us on. I feel all embarrassed now. So oh, that's, that's really cool. It's a warm, happy glow. It is. It is. Um, yeah, Duke. Who have you got? Well, Dag Nabbit. Now I got to be mad at you, Adam, because I was going to give a shout out to Flame and Knight for a Borderlands session. I played with them, but you already stole that. So <sighs> I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife because she, uh, she came up with the idea. I was talking about DJ Hero, and uh, I was like, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, and she said. 
real turntables are for old people. And I was like, brilliant. So I had to, yeah, come up with the sound and everything. Uh, so thanks to her. She's awesome. And uh, she's been doing a little DJ heroine of her own. So we can pick it. And uh, yeah. Music for old people. Yeah. Too right. Too right. Um, yeah, I want to give a couple of shout First to Adam, of course, for stepping in at the, the, you know, the witching hour, as it were, to That's right. give us a hand. Because Chini, and, and I want to give a non-shout-out to Chini. <laughs> a boo-out. <laughs> yeah, boo. I'm sure he's got a good reason, the lad. Oh, you know, know, better actually, have a good reason. In, actually, all in, in all honesty, I hope he is all right. You know, I know yeah, I said exactly. at the top of the show he better have had a car accident or something. He better like have a good story <laughs> next week. Let's uh, put it there. He better, better have a good past the car so we can sign. He's <laughs> yeah. in so much trouble, honestly. Um, and I'd like to shout out Dave Dog for helping me set up an American account so I could download loads of demos that I couldn't only get hold of, so that was really nicely done. Yeah. And I'd also like to shout out a guy who's left us a comment on uh, Podbean. We've got a Podbean oh, comment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Richard. So, hello, Richard, whoever Hi. you are. Whoever you yeah. are. And he, he commented on the uh, the 035's Meet Fumsticks at Eurogamer. Commented. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And his comment was, opening rant from Stuart about hoteling Wolverhampton was hilarious. So there, you go. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. So thanks for that, Richard. So there you go. And, hey, I, and I think that's it. And, then, and obviously a quick shout out to all the other podcasts. Like Murphy always says, you know, there's, there's definitely something for everyone on the... Real Gamers Network, so there's, you know, the Overseas yeah. Connection, the Couch Mercenaries, the Gamesman, uh, who else have we got? There is something Thumb else. Sticks. Oh, yeah, that's it. Thumbsticks. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any others? There is some others, isn't there? I, I, the TQ Cast. The Gamesman, the TQ Cast. Yeah, so so have a look at all of those on iTunes and, you know, download them all and, and give them a bit of a listen, you know. You never know, you might like it. You might that's like right. it. Uh, and I think that's about it. So, uh, on that note, I think uh, we need to go and... Uh, have some eggnog and eat some turkey because when you listen to this, it possibly will be either Christmas Day or Boxing Day. So, Merry Christmas from all of the old fives and here's to a gaming new year. Hooray! Happy New Year! Happy Holidays, everybody! Thanks for listening! War is over! Yay! If you want it. We've all heard of Rudolph and his shiny nose And we all know Frosty who's made out of snow But all of those stories seem kind of gay Cause we all know who brightens up our holiday Mr. Hanky's a Christmas poo Small and brown, he comes from you Sit on the toilet, here he comes Squeezing tween your festive buns A present from down below Spreading joy with a howdy He's seen the love inside of you Cause he's a piece of poo Sometimes he's nutty, sometimes he's corny, he can be brown or greenish brown. But if you eat fiber on Christmas Eve, he might come to your town. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, he loves me, I love you, therefore vicariously he loves you. I can make him Mr. Hanky too.
sometimes he hangs off the end of your ass and won't fall in the toilet because he's just clinging to your sphincter and he won't drop off and so you shake your ass around try to get it to drop in the toilet and finally it does. <coughs> Mr. Hank gave a Christmas food and Christmas leaves he must leave too. Brush him down but he's never 